Uh, welcome everyone to the Relax Guardians podcast. I am your host for the evening, Agne God. Joining me is Dilligaf. Hello. And Sevs. Hey. And Dilligaf Mini. <laughs> Dilligaf Mini in the background there. <laughs> She's not getting any of the royalties. Not getting any of the royalties. So the general idea of this podcast is just to bring a more casual space to the destiny world in terms of podcasts and external media a lot of stuff that's out there is a lot of in-depth technical overbearing stuff we just want to create a space where people can just come in and just listen and feel like it's just a casual place where they can feel at home so yeah agreed I'm glad everyone agrees. <laughs> yeah, because you always find all these other podcasts are like hammering gods, like PvP gods, mm-hmm. PvE gods. You have to be this, you have to have this, and all that sort of shit. Yeah. So we're just trying to keep so it cool and calm. More to the casual players and people that want to learn a little bit more about stuff and help people find a, more of a passion about it. Yeah. Just bring more people into the world like there's been plenty of times on my stream where people have come in and just gone it just seems like there's so much to do and i don't feel like i have enough time to do it and that's why we're here to make it feel like you have time to do it because we all have full-time jobs we all have kids we all have other external things yeah yeah we all have so many time commitments yet we can still play this game and have fun and do all the content that's in the game exactly anyway Let's start off with self-introduction. So I'll start off with you, Dilly. How did you get into Destiny? What character do you play? Take it away from there. Well, I came into the game only a few weeks before Forsaken dropped. Uh, So I got brought into it by a few friends of mine that I used to play other games with. And they nagged and begged me to get into this. So sure enough, I caved. And I came into it. And it was not what I expected, which was great. Um, I'm a person that that has a huge passion for anything with a story so if it's got a good story I'll get sucked right into it unfortunately for me and of course Destiny has a good story to it so I, I fell in love with the story with the lore with everything that goes around with that and um, yeah so I, I main a Titan um, Titan Master Race of course um, we're not overpowered at all <coughs> so, so. I love my crayons. The red ones are the best to make you go faster. Um, (laughs) So yeah, no, I've come in with the with the Titan. I do run the the Hunter and Warlock occasionally, but Titan is where my heart is. So I came into it with another clean. Learned the the mechanics of the game. Did a couple of raids here and there. Got into the PvP side a little bit, and. no, my true passion is where the PvE is and the story and the and the mm. history of of all of all the big characters, the big names of it, Crota and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, awesome. And how did you meet Sevs? Because you two were playing together long before I came onto the scene. So Sevs came into it. I, I got a email notification from the Australian government asking if I'd like to be a caretaker for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, look, Sevs came into it through um, basically the old friend channels and I was in another clan and uh, that clan, you know, look, they, they were awesome. They were really good to me. 
played a lot of the guys weren't playing very often and I'd started meeting some new people so I started a new clan and Sevs was one of the guys that was first to join in with it so um, Sevs has been a, a very key part of the clan success and the people that are in it and yeah so that was just through friends of friends basically awesome awesome right uh, what about you Sevs how did you find yourself in the Destiny world look I did D1 um, but coming from being a solo player to D1 that you don't realize how well you need a clan obviously in D1 to, uh, in in Destiny 1 and 2 you need a clan that's that's the main uh, component I reckon and that's how you get to do most of the stuff that some people struggle with because obviously they solo players they're from an age of where solo solo games are the only thing um, I like I didn't have a clan in D1 so I j it just went to the wayside and I moved on to other games and stuff but when D2 came out I thought oh, I'll give this guy a big uh, another go and I come back in right at the beginning like that ever since so jumping around other clans and stuff and I started maining I was originally main realized that the hunter makes me so angry it's like an innate <laughs> anger as soon as I start jumping with a bloody thing it is a a nightmare and so then i went back to the <laughs> warlock and like just how it was and like like um dilly was saying like we floated in and out of clans had some issues and all that sort of stuff and had enough of lfgs and then i bounced around with a few mm. other guys in our clan and then we all as a group joined on to the dilly's clan and then we moved then into our own clan obviously uh, relax your throat and that's what it. That's how it was, and like I, to be honest, it's it's one of the better clans I've been in. We we like to raid. We like to do all the end things, and we're all helpful. And then obviously, that's it, mate. There's not much else more than that to say. It's uh, it's been a good well, six years now. I think it is, or four years. D two is, I think it is, or something like that. Yeah, we're about to hit year four. You'd think yeah, you'd be better at the game by now, Sibs. Say again, buddy. <laughs> I said you'd think, you'd think you'd be better at the game by now. I I'm I class myself as mediocre across every line, so I'm mediocre in PvP. I'm not really the bottom. I'm just the coasting across. <laughs> just that happy fence sitter. Yeah, yeah, like just right in that line. Like I'm I'm reliable in certain aspects of the game and stuff, but. Mm. What about you, Agnikoi? Me, man, I'm a um, day one D1 player back when, fucking hell, what was that, six years ago. And the reason I got into it wasn't because I was interested in the game. It was because I was really into the Call of Duty scene, but my partner and I, Kate, and her dad were big gamers and they were getting sick of Call of Duty. So they saw this game Destiny coming out and they got me to jump onto it. And then I got super, super, super obsessed with it and they stopped playing <laughs> But I chose Hunter because when Destiny came out, the Call of Duty Advanced Warfare was that game coming out that year and that was when the Advanced Movement was coming out with all the jetpacks and shit and the closest class to that movement system was a Hunter. So I figured I'll have a leg up on the future Call of Duty game if I play this character from the beginning. And yeah, I just stuck with it ever since. I don't like playing Warlocks, their jumps irritate me so much the abilities really are awesome do, but i can't they? jump they're just so floating oh, no. and annoying. Whoa, no. like, as soon as you fall this. off an edge you're dead like the hunter's <laughs> the only one that can recover from an edge fall unless a titan does well, like 
the, 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 the thing that you have to take away from that is why are you falling off an edge for? Like, glide <laughs> that edge, man. Glide. Don't I'm fall. I'm Practice filthy, your jumps. Filthy, filthy scrub. Practice jumps, bit. Well, Practice jumps. Well, then you get tired, and we're just bricks. We don't gracefully yeah. hop around like rabbits. We don't gracefully float around like warlocks. We come off yeah. edge, we're falling. That's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> there is no floating no around. So but yeah, uh, I, I played most of D1. Um, didn't really have like a, a clan or anything or a group. It was just really me and my partner. And then when they sort of died off, I just basically solo played the entirety of D1. I did a few raids. I did all the content, but not like consistently like we do now. And then started D2. It was the same deal. I had a group of people and then they didn't want to play it after a while. And so I was basically a solo player from start of D2 all the way up to uh, Shadowkeep's launch where I gone to a different clan and they used to be, they used to be one of those clans that was like we've done all the content and we'll run you through it and then i'd ask to do like crown of sorrows and they go oh yeah that's easy and then we never did it and then um just at the start of season of arrivals i put a status up looking for a clan and Sev said i'm in this clan relax your throat and i thought that's a really funny name i'll jump in with you guys <laughs> yeah uh, no it's been the best best clan i've ever joined holy shit pick up the best weirdos Oh, of course you do. They, they follow like you're their leader. You're, uh, well, Shawnee, Shawnee was one of our uh, one of them, and he brought bloody swag on and all that sort of stuff. So we've we've sorry to interrupt you, uh, Agatha. We've no, no, we've no. gone from what was he originally, uh, Dill? Like four people? people? Me, people. you? That was you, myself, Short Fuse, Seiko, Dunsey. Yeah, and so now we were thirty uh, strong, and we do. Like, but like Agnikai said, I like I put my hand up. I think this is one of the best clans I've ever been in. Obviously, we have our uh, like uh, teething problems and stuff like that, but I think it's fucking fantastic. Makes the game the much day, more enjoyable. But, but you know, we've we've got members in the clan that are your prodigies and your monsters and and whatnot that are your PvP sweats. Then you've got yep. the guys there that are. Thanks for not including me there. I don't feel right. offended by that at all. No, you shouldn't. Because they're actually good at <laughs> PvP. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Continue with your story. <laughs> Quick, do it now. Now, look, we, we've got a good mix of people in there, but at the end of the day, the, the, I think what makes us a strong clan is that we've all got a sense of humour. We, we've all got the ability to mm. just get in there, talk shit with each other, have a laugh, help each other out. Mm. And, you know, we're, we're no longer just clan mates. Like, you know, most of us are pretty good friends. I. I quite happily mm. say that you know i've got most of the guys numbers there you know i text people they text me we talk out yeah. of game quite a lot yeah so it's it's not a clan for destiny it's, it's a it's a, a really strong community that we're building and that's what makes and it the, like good. the first thing the first thing that we need to turn around and emphasize to all the people that listen to this and we're struck possibly struggling with the game or possibly think is find yourself a good clan guys Find yourself a good clan because it makes this shit so much more enjoyable. Like the last even because if you're casual, even if you just a, a couple of days a week play, even just a couple of hours a week, just yeah. find a group. Yeah, find look, find one. Out there like what we are that are you've got your, your people in there that know the ins and outs of everything. Like when we first started this clan, Sevs was really the, the clan leader, uh, the, the raid leader, because that's all. Yeah, he knew it, and the rest of us had an idea, 
but he knew it solid. Now we're at the point where he could pretty much pick any one of us and we could teach new raids. Well, new, we could teach new players the raids quite comfortably. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we've got guys there that are, are really strong with their PvP sense, like Agnikai, just to, you know, oh. give you that one now. Stop suck it up. Well, I've got to make him feel comfortable. I don't want to make him cry. <laughs> that's, that's episode. I'm quitting already. Um, I am good. Uh, I am good. Got players there that will, you know, chip in and help with build ideas or suggestions and, and then give you flack for just not getting it right. You know, it's it's a good solid mixture of helping each other out, but also making sure it's fun. The minute you stop having mm-hmm. fun with the people you play with or the game is the minute that you put it down and you don't touch it again. Yeah, and maybe stay away from the larger, the larger clans because, look, I jumped around a lot and I was walking into clans that are ninety-five strong and a hundred strong if you can even get that high. And you get lost. You get lost in the you get lost in the numbers. And if you don't, yeah. And if you don't bond with any group, you just get pushed to the side and pushed to the side. Yes, you get all the rewards, obviously, for having such a high, a high clan number, like all the uh, the clan levels and stuff. But you get nowhere. So join a nice clan. Join a nice. Sorry, mate. Go on. No, I was just saying you just don't get to experience the game. Like there's so much end game content that is so team heavy like raids and trials and whatever's coming with beyond light you know like there's so much in there that you need a group for but if you join massive clans you just don't get to do it yeah everyone's fighting over that one spare spot for a raid and you get 70 exactly. people putting their hat in the ring for it and it's like you know whereas yeah. a clan like you know the size that we're at is, is great is there's multiple people that are always on that are happy to lead the raids and we all talk to each other you know our chats are generally full so it's yeah. uh, you know you, you do get people will talk out of the top of you every now and then and it's not on purpose but it's just you know what happens when you've got a, a lot of people in the one chat so we often have to start multiple chats so we can do multiple raids and do multiple pvp sessions or whatever we get into a stage now that we're almost running two raids two raid teams a night yeah yeah are they and then possibly in the sunday depends on that who's on and things like we said, like right, right, what we said right at the beginning, we're all dads. We've all got jobs and stuff like that. So we just try and hammer this out, stuff out as effortly as possible yeah. and get it yeah. done. You know, we've, we've farmed the anarchy. We've farmed the 1K. We've got that down pretty much pat. There's a few of us who've got Terabah. And then obviously there's a few of us who have uh, some of the other um, uh, catalysts and stuff like that from some of the specialized raids. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah we try our hardest. Again, sorry. I was going to say, it, just, it doesn't come from LFGing. Like, pretty much 90% of all the, the raid exotics or the, the quest exotics that most of us have have come from the team effort from the clan. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like how many people have chipped in to help out with doing Wish Ender, for example? You know, taking people through Shadow Throne or, or your Scourge of the Past to get Anarchy or Last Wish to get 1k. Don't I actually sorry. remember. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, when I first joined, there was one night where I think it was Raph jumped into the party chat and he said, I need to do Shadow Throne. I'm on the last step, I'm pretty sure, to get the uh, Wish Ender bow. And then that's it. And you just, you and someone else just jumped up and said, yeah, we'll do the last bit. It's fine, whatever. It's easy. Yeah. 
And then you guys disappeared for like four hours and I didn't have footage of the stream of us going, man, I thought they would have been done in like 15 minutes. What happened? And then you jumped in and you're like, yeah, he wasn't at that step. We weren't really sure where he was at. So we just went from the beginning of the entire quest line <laughs> right through to the end and we finally got it. And that's just the sort of thing that you need to find. Like a group that's just willing to go, look, we don't know where you're at. So we're just going to do it all again from the beginning for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, I mean, not... You're right. Here you go, Sips. I'm not bitching about it. Like, just get it done. You know, just yeah. have a laugh and just enjoy it for what it is. You're there with a, a new guy who just needs needs a hand. You know, like raids. I will run raid every day if I have if I if I have to because that is my what I really like is a raid is the actual mechanics and stuff. And I don't care. Like when right at the beginning, I was running most Leviathan raids every night yep. just for the laugh, just for the. the the, the enjoyment of it and that's what I like about this clan is we are not um, we haven't run out of our passion for destiny too you know we are want more of this stuff we're keeping it alive for each other like there's a lot of people that are coming in now that are um, solo players for the longest time but they're joining the clan now and they're going I've never done Leviathan Red. Can we do that? And then we take it through it and yeah, it's their first time but we treat it like they've done it a hundred times. And we're all just shooting the shit the entire time we're doing a mechanic. Yep. Just no matter what it is, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah look, you, all you got to do is stand on this plate and then go over there. Agnikar's got one testicle. You stand over there and you do this and you do this and you do this. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just it's like the entire raid. The one one ball Agnikar. dropping already. Love it. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting it out of the way. But no, that's seriously how it is and that's how we keep it going for people that are joining up now and, and the fun know? of getting the person in who's never done a raid before and we take them yeah, in and it we makes show them, them it makes them not to do but we tell them it's a step you have to do like uh going to salvation <laughs> quick jump through that top portal and there'll be a chest behind them you watch how many of them but even the but even just just go back to the dungeons dilly how many times have you done the the pit because i'm up about 50 odd uh, last i looked was 70 or 80 something like that yeah, I like stuff like that. It's like I, <laughs> I like the pit. I like doing the pit. I like doing the dungeon. I like doing the prophecies, and I like doing all that sort of stuff. And once I think once you start losing the enjoyment of that, is that's when. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. that's where you've got to, by having a clan that you're comfortable with, you can start getting suggestions for new loadouts, and then you're you're trying to learn something new. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Warlocks are, are instead of running the whatever they want to run normally, they speak to another warlock who says, "Hey, have you tried this?" And you're like, "Oh no, I haven't." So they try that, and then they spend the next you know week or two trying to master that build and and then getting the grip of how that build is meant to work. But because you're comfortable enough within the within the, the clan community, you can ask that and you can take the advice as you know this is legit advice. Sometimes, depending on who it comes from, but. <laughs> It's, um, you know, we're all there to, to help each other where we can. And by reinvigorating the passion for builds and armor sets and, you know, whatever it may be and how different weapons work with different loadouts. And as you say, you know, I've done uh, pit 70 or whatever times I've done it now. I, I'm still mm -hmm. doing it because every time I do it now, I'm doing it with a completely different loadout. Like I'll jump onto the Destiny Item Manager and I'll do a randomized loadout for it just for shits and giggles. And then actually seeing, hey, this actually works. And if I swap for this part for this part, this is a pretty solid build. 
So it goes more than just learning about how the mechanic of something works to all of a sudden, hey, you've learned something completely new about the character that you main and you have maimed for however many years it may be, just out of sheer shits and giggles. And that's what keeps the passion alive. And just so yeah. everybody knows out there, relax your throat as I'll clap. <laughs> <laughs> you it's made, not just you made, Friday night. Yeah, you if not I mean it's not just our preference. But uh yeah. If you <laughs> if you, if you are a solo player guys if you are a solo player come on like we our clan is not for everyone. We are just a complete bunch of piss takers. But come in, you may enjoy it, you may stay, you may leave. We don't really give a crap. But like if you're a solo player, come in. Hmm. Give it a try. Make some friends. Don't do it. It's a trap. Learn the game. Don't befriend Dilly or you will never fucking leave you alone. <laughs> We're really just trying to edge Dilly out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not gonna happen. The missus has to solo floor <laughs> and then she gets found up. That's the rule. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh man. Alright, well. That's good general introduction and a good breakdown of how we sort of feel about ourselves and the game. Should we start heading into Beyond Light? And that's because that's coming in like two weeks as of recording this, yeah. less even, ten days. Yeah, well, it's the first of uh, first of November, so it's coming on the tenth. So we got what nine days? Nine days. Nine days. Holy crap! I'm excited. What are you looking forward to about a kid? <laughs> oh, dude, I cannot wait to be a hunter that can dodge blink. And then turn invisible and just fucking piss everyone off. Well, that's what you have to just... read into. But that's what you're reading into. It doesn't indicate it's a completely invisible blink. No, no. So what I mean is you, like, sorry, it's not even called a blink. It's called a shift for one. Yeah. So but if you're if you're on a vo- uh, vo- night stalker hunter and you have the dodge invisible on, does that still turn you invisible after you shift? Look, there's a lot of conversation about that, about it, and they say maybe not, because um, you may Ooh. have to give up your dodge to do the blink, or do the shift, or whatever the hell you want to fucking call it. You just stole it off the warlock, yeah. basically. Well, I'm, but I tell ah, you, no. what, what warlock stole it first. No, warlock's taught you. And there's going to be every warlock will be running, no time to explain, with the little arc buddy going as well. Well, that's that, what they. Okay. That's what they pointed out today is on the uh, the vid doc, um, that you can actually combine them both. Then you have the gauntlets of the um, the uh, the poison gauntlets. Bang! You are a fucking legend. You only get the little void buddy though if the enemy that you are hitting is a precision hit for one and they are frozen yes. or affected by stasis. It's not just you hit them, you get it. <laughs> Let's, let's well, probably not early on in, probably not early on in um, Crucible, but as the season goes on, I think Stasis is going to die down a bit, and the other subclasses is going to come back into the fray, and that's when it's going to sort of. Piss I don't know. Off there's a, a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, uh, stuff that you can add to the Stasis, to the, um, aspects and fragments to the Stasis uh, yep. classes, which they the way they described it is that you can actually combine these statements from uh, sta- uh, aspects and fragments will enhance your gameplay where i don't think any of the other classes will have that 
Well, yeah, I mean, we... That's well, stuff yeah, in there? They're going to bring that in for stasis. Surely they're going to have something very similar for the other three. Like, that that's a big, big, big advantage to have for stasis. And, and I just don't... Personally, I don't think that they're going to run it as a stasis only to be able to do that. It'll it'll have to be, surely. I mean, my, my opinion, anyway, will be all four subclasses will have the ability to, to modify it, so to speak. Well, they... Yeah. they the way they word it is, it, this isn't the first. You know, like we have our obviously in solar, we have the three uh, the three subclasses of solar, and it looks mm-hmm. like we only have the one subclass of stasis. There is going to be another three coming along. Maybe it's out obviously the next season or the uh, season after that, the uh, lightfall and stuff like that. That they may add that sort of stuff there, but like there's no talk about it at the moment of um, giving the same. Um, Giving them the same treatment to the others as of yet, but you, like you said, Dylan, you might you, they have to. They can't just leave these yeah, old yeah, just classes very, uh, or yeah, the just subclasses in the back. Disappointing, like to have one uh, uh, one uh, um, subclass where you can modify it to the point where it's no longer just the standard class; it's now the standard subclass plus plus sort of thing. Whereas you go to Arc Solar or Void, and you're just basically stuck with Arc Solar or Void. You can't modify it. You can't you know change yeah. any of it. So, I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's my... It's definitely going to yeah. be... And that's my train of thought. And look, I know in the, in the Vidal, they show the uh, the screen of um, the stasis class where you go through and you select all your bits and pieces and drips and drabs of it. But like I said to yourselves, uh, when was that last week or whatnot, Bungie have got a really good way of showing certain things on their Vidocs, on their teasers and all that sort of stuff that don't actually come through. Um, so season of arrivals, I think it was the lead up to that. They showed imagery of a, a shader tree where you can actually customize shaders to certain sections a lot more uh, personally. So you can actually make your helmet black, make your chest piece black, make everything black. It wasn't having to try and mix the, the five different shaders, finding five very particular shaders to be able to get that black overlay. It was a, a, a wheel, a shader wheel, basically, where you could go, I want to run with this design, but I want to make it black. So, and that was one of their vitals that they showed. Oh, shit, I can't remember which one that was. But, yeah, that, they had a full shader wheel there. And they were talking about how you can be able to customise your character a lot more shader-wise. Nothing's changed. Which isn't a bad thing, but it's, it's just their misdirection that they like to do. Might not be 100% misdirection. It could just be that they were trying to implement it and it just couldn't work at the time. But it could still be something that comes down the line, even beyond light. We could just see that. It could just be something that comes out that I don't feel it needs to be hyped up because they got transmog coming next season with Beyond Light, which is a massive thing already. But and like they've already spoken about. Um, customizing your character's face again because you haven't been able to do that since you first made the character and a lot of people are stuck with their horribly looking characters especially oh, I'm but good. i had a hunter awoken with this white tiger print eyeliner fucking looking thing on its face and at the time of making it, i was like this will be cool and i'll be able to like look cool <laughs> tribal and whatever you have a male warlock? Excuse me? 
Me? Yeah. No, female. Oh, I was going to say, if you had a male warlock, surely the cross-dressing warlock race would be wearing, you know, the lacy underwear underneath, for sure. For some reason, I always go towards the female one. Because then, like, when we used to play World of Warcraft, the men used to run really weird and the women used to run a little bit better. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. All oh, right. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a woman. <laughs> help me. Everyone. I'll help. Yeah. Everyone. As he says <laughs> in a very, very deep voice. Mm. Very deep. Yeah. Boys, Susan, oh, I just want to apologize as well. Susan. I just want to apologize, everyone. I am Welsh. I do have an accent. I don't care if you don't like it. Just enjoy it. But the best thing is, as you just apologize no for being be Welsh, and not, people may not be able to understand you. Nobody understood your apology. Just pointing it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it again. Me? I'm not apologizing again. <laughs> so I obviously. So obviously this week's TWAB is fairly light because obviously they had that massive sandbox stuff last week. Mm. You got any, like, anybody want to, like, go into this dirty little sandbox? Uh, yeah, you can. You can take it on. Well, like, do you think, because they've obviously 110s are going to 120s, 150s are getting lower down to 140s. Mm. Um, the mm. ARs are also, times you kill is getting increased so they went from i think it was like i'm not sure much of the numbers it was 15 then it went down to 13 then they're going back to 14.7 or something like that do you think they're trying to slow down i think they're trying to like yes. the time to kill because at the moment that yeah it's like AR meta. the problem is is that you're not getting the, the articulation with loadouts. So you've got people that are busting their nuts to try or, or nut, sorry, I can go, uh, trying to bust <laughs> um, you know, particular roles, but all they're doing is that they're doing particular roles for the gnawing hunger or a summoner. You know, you don't have, the, the vast majority of people aren't trying to get a great role spare rations anymore, obviously. But, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's they're trying to bring it so that the hand cannon may actually have a good chance against an AR at AR range. You know, it's no longer just going to... Well, they're increasing. Yeah. That, yeah, they're increasing. Yeah. I think that, like, the, the um, weapon drop-off is now, like, 30, mm. 30 foot. Yeah, what was it before? 20. Look, some of them gets, like, uh, weapon drop-off around about 22s, yeah. 23s. So they increase the range, but like they've also instead of increasing the, like, the, what is it, Mark 44, the Duke Mark 44, which absolutely, like if you get a couple of headshots with the Duke, you're pretty much done and dusted. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it's good because I'm usually dead because I'm getting hit in the head yeah. from halfway across the map with an AR anyway. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I mean. I think that yeah. the way I look at it is it's try, it's, it's a good way to try and level off the playing field where it's not just AR spam. You know, and, you know like people, that, there are some guys out there that are, are loving their bows because it's quick and easy to peek with a bow. You, you, you get the mobility, you get all that sort of stuff with your bow. So you can go against certain things, but if you get caught in a lane against an AR, what do you do? You know what I mean? Whereas if they're trying to bring up hand cannons a little bit to try to bring your bows up a little bit and and give the AR a little bit of love by giving it a little bit more range 
it's sort of balancing it out. So the AR is not going to be just pushed to the side and forgotten. It's, it's given that range that you're talking about. But then everything else has been given something else as well to help combat the AR. Well, they, they think they just bring in, um, I think, uh, like, scout rifles. Scout rifles haven't been a thing for the last couple of years, but they've given him uh, better handling stats and um, a better cone. So, aim assist cone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it'll, it'll just have stronger target acquisition at longer ranges, and as you're firing consistently, your cone won't bloom as much, so your bullets won't fly off randomly as much. It should be a tighter, more... Not sniper rifle feeling, but not, you know, AR feeling kind of. It should it should feel more like a scout rifle should feel. Yeah, and that's what yeah but then do you... If, they don't feel like a scout rifle. They, they just feel like a, a semi-automatic yeah. whatever. But they don't have that... Yeah, they don't sniper, have that hit yeah. that you would want from a... Like, they're not having that impact that you'd want from a scout rifle to be able to justify its, its best use is ADS. Like you can, you can get away with hit firing just about yeah. everything else. If you get hit yeah, in the head exactly. by the thing, you get taken out. But if you body shot, then you, you, you're done. You know, there's nothing. You're dead, man. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, and they have said that they don't want to increase, oh, reduce, I guess, the time to kill on a scout rifle because it, it'll take it down to like from a three shot to a two shot. And then that'll just turn into Destiny 2 launch prep. Crucible, where it was like everyone was running around with a miter, team shooting, and no one was moving. Everyone was just like in packs, in corners, just yeah. shooting down lanes, and it's boring as hell. So they had to try and find that middle ground where it still feels like you can use it and it's viable within its range and within its bounds, but it's not run around and you can just wreck everything with ease and it takes nothing to use it. While we're on the topic of uh, good old scout rifles, what's your favourite? Modern multi-tool. Yeah, saves. Say again, mate. Over uh, you, Black. You, you didn't come in. What's my favourite one? Scout rifle. Scout rifle. Oh. Is the Jade Rabbit a scout rifle? I've never used one. Like, yeah. I spent all that time getting uh, Redrick's broadsword, and I can't use it to save. <laughs> like, I honestly <laughs> forgot that it even existed. Yeah, it's yeah. such I a hard gun. I think I use it once. Wait, broadsword's a pulse rifle. Do you mean um, the throwing knife, Randy's throwing knife? Yeah, that's the one. Randy's throwing knife. Yeah. That's that's how that's how much I forgot about it. So like I can't. <laughs> See, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna go, go different, different and yeah, go to Skyburner. I love Skyburner. Yeah. Skyburner. With the catalyst is a little bit better. And it's got those tracking, obviously the tracking thing. If you uh, do yeah. shoot from the hip, yeah, I can see how that is. Yeah, I haven't. It does track like a like insane already as it is. So when when mine's done, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I I done it. I, I I have done the the catalyst for it, but. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I just sat one afternoon in the castellum, and just shot bloody yeah. cabal for like forty minutes or something like that. So. And then obviously there's the there's the changes to the sniper rifle. Obviously the larger zoom uh, sniper rifles will have better aim assist, and then obviously trails off as it becomes less and less zoomy. Yeah, it'll it'll just it'll just stop revoker 
being so forgiving because you know how Rebecca works. If you miss that shot, you get it back. But you got crazy aim assist on that anyway, so it's like very rare that you miss that first shot. But if you do miss that first shot, you're definitely going to get it with the second one. Like it's so easy to adjust and just snap people with that gun. So I was just trying to bring that back in a bit. If I can, if I can use Revoker successfully, anyone can. And that's exactly that was the same with um um recluse recluse wasn't like an amazing well it was an amazing gun but it was because of its perk man at arms or something like that where it yeah. just it's just like as soon as you get a kill it's like okay now I can just fucking wreck everything yeah. like I've just got rampage times three without even trying yeah you know it's just and when that got its nerf it just it, this is what the nerf to snipers it, was, it wasn't for all snipers it was for revoker specifically but they needed to bring them all in line otherwise another sniper around the same level of revoker would have just stepped up like below it or whatever yeah like you say now isol isol might be isol be the uh, meta for now after beyond light after these changes because it's got a i think it's 45 zoom or something like that it's up there yeah but who knows what weapons even come in when Beyond Light drops? Like, we've got stasis weapons coming in. We don't know if a weapon has a stasis energy type, if that slows, like, if it does the stasis effects, you know what I mean? Like, who knows how the hell the meta is actually going to work? Well, like the new sniper rifle, it's basically a sniper um, Thunderlord. Every precision yeah, the hit. exotic. Yeah. Yeah, every precision hit. Again, Zenithage with the scope. Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's obviously talks about their, um, and there's obviously talks about the Xenophage having a catalyst and then and the Jotun having a catalyst and stuff like that. <laughs> These bloody things need a fucking catalyst. What the Jotun well, catalyst sure be? The Yoden, it's, it's such a terrible gun. Nobody uses that. <laughs> the Yoden catalyst would be, if you aim this gun, the other team dies. Yeah, yeah if like, you spawn in and equip this weapon, you win instantly. <laughs> Mercy roll instantly. Like, what are you going to do? Oh, reload speed, handling speed. Like, you just shoot and forget the bloody thing. It shoots across the map and fucking kills someone. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to aim at the target. Yeah, you just got to yeah, pull the trigger. There's no charge time. And no. it'll do its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Or maybe the round actually has another Jotun that it shoots as it tracks. What was the gun in D one, um, Agnakai? Like the truth was it, that you could shoot it up into the up into the sky, and yeah. then it'd fly out and then come back and kill someone. Yeah, it had the aggressive tracking. It still did it when it launched in D two as well, where there was videos of people targeting the target, pointing straight up and shooting, and just watching it go straight up and arc and come down and hit people. There's other videos where it's like missed and come back around and killed people. I was oh. getting 90 degree kills with it. You lock on and you just turn 90 degrees to one side. And shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was just reenacting Wanted when that game came out. Gun came out. <laughs> <laughs> shoot them right behind. Uh, it's that, that thing needs a nerf. That thing that kills me. That is the <sighs> Gambit meta. It, it kills Gambit so bad. But Gambit's changing as well. Like... They're reducing the, the invade times and everything. Yeah. Deathbringer is another one that is very heavily overlooked. You take yeah. Deathbringer as an invader into Gambit, 
during damage phase, while they're in damage phase, you will wipe the entire team every time with Deathbringer. One shot, and you will take their team out. Hmm. And yet nobody does it, and I don't know why. It's just not... I don't know. I just don't think it has the aggressive tracking like the truth does. Like, it's just a bit more likely to miss. Whereas truth, as soon as you get the target, it's just they're not going to get away. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing with Deathbringer is it actually tracks a lot heavier than what anything else in the game does. It's just you've got to load it. You've got to detonate the round in the right spot. Yeah. So that, doesn't that's it have a little... Part. Yeah, so it has a little Nova's come off it as well, doesn't it? When yeah, it exactly right. So you, yeah. you're not meant to shoot it at the enemy. You, you shoot it into the sky above them. And you hold yeah. the trigger. And then once it gets to roughly above where the enemy is, you detonate it. And then you get all the little void orbs that come down. And every single one of those have extremely aggressive tracking. If it drops off the wall, you cannot get away from it. Another thing they stole off Warlock. Just took it off of the Warlock, put it in a gun. Warlock had to have something good, I guess. <laughs> you can't have everything good. They had the well and the the lunar faction boots that reloaded everyone's weapons. Yeah, they're not. They don't have that anymore, so it doesn't matter. That's yeah, true. Just, just enhance <laughs> enhance Lord in time, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah you blink it. Yeah, the ribbon meta. That was the, the way. Oh, the dude, that was the meta. That was just anything. If you were a warlock, you had to have those boots. Otherwise, you won't play. Did you ever do Riven with that? Everyone Me? goes in there with um, with grenade launchers, Lunar Faction boot Warlock down, and then you have a Titan drop his little rally barricade behind it. And yeah, it was just rapid fire grenades. Yeah, I did it with um, Cluster Grenade Rockets. Yeah, yeah, Cluster Rockets was the, the other one, yeah. Yeah. And you're just shooting your shit into a mouth. Yeah, we used to do it with rocket launchers and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Easy 4 mil damage. <laughs> right one person could do it oh man that raid it's amazing how many different ways they found to kill that boss without doing the mechanic yeah because I've never you, done you the mechanic wonder, like what these people are doing <laughs> yeah like, do they just go in there and go you know what I'm going to take in this shotgun and if I shoot her left nostril after I punch her right toe this will kill her hey it works there we go yeah. meta <laughs> yeah it's just people that it's just the game that they play all the time, streamers and everything, and they just need some sort of content. It's like, well, how do we kill the most recent boss without doing mechanics? Stabber well, inside. What we're doing with um, Worm God Caress and One Two Punch Shotties? No. <laughs> it was like three shots with a shotgun, and, and Riven was dead. Oh, what? It was insane. <laughs> do you think the guy who designed okay, yeah, that? that. I think the guy who designed Riven was like, yeah, this is so hard, this is so hard. And then he's like, ah, shit. Six people, six people can shoot it to death with a rocket launcher and a titan can punch it to death. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Devastated. They with long swords. They're not even heavy attacking, they're just normal light attacks. Well, that's getting nerfed. That's getting nerfed by 26% now, so he's, uh, he's not going to be viable to me, honest, I don't think. There'll be a way. Well, there obviously will be other way because obviously your light levels going up and all that sort of stuff. So he's, he's, yeah. you'll be able to do the damage on obviously their uh, the earlier bosses and stuff like that. All right. So obviously this week's twab. The only thing like I I went through the twab. Obviously you guys went through the twab as well. The only few things I can even think of is 
soft caps 1200 and then also saying that's once you finish the story that's where you'll be hitting 1200 on your first i would imagine the first character if obviously you guys are out there listening to this do your old characters first because it will give you to 1200 transfer your weapons over to your main character and then you may finish a lot uh, a lot higher or if obviously you guys want to be doing their uh, raid as well hard cap is 1250 and then pinnacle cap which is 1260 and that's say again sorry no, no, i'm reading on with you yeah, so 1250, and obviously the raid, the new raid is obviously 1230. So you have to, and we, we're all going to be starting at our highest level. So if you've obviously already hit the cap of 1060, it's all your armor, all your um, armor and uh, weapons are going to stay the same. If you're not, if you're obviously below that 1250, uh, uh, 1050 I should say, um, you will get everything else bumped up to 1050. Oh, that's the other one as well. You're not going to be able to buy their, uh, your, obviously, your vendors where you just get that one light level. Then you go around to all the vendors and you spend all your tokens on the vendors and stuff. They're only going to be dropping as 12. Can't do that. <laughs> yeah, they're going, to be, they're going to be dropping 20 below. But somebody's kind of worked out. I read on uh, Reddit earlier on that. Somebody's worked it out. That they're going to ha it's going to be dropping 20 levels below. 20, le uh, 20 le light levels below. So if you get your highest character... And then you give everything over to your lowest character. It will then you'll be able to buy stuff from the vendor at a higher level of your main character, of your um, your other character. I don't know how yeah. that's gonna work and stuff, but because it, it yeah, the way the loot factors in, yeah, the loot factors in every single character that you have. So if your highest character is at twelve hundred, after doing the story and everything, you can go onto your second character. Drop all your tokens onto that character, or even wait to eat third. Go through the story, get as high as you can, and then you should have had a bit of a boost and a bit of a head start each character. Yeah. And obviously, after you hit the twelve hundred, you have to just start doing powerful gears up to twelve fifty. I think it was, wasn't it? They said they said that you can twelve thirty is the obviously the um, the raid raid ready. Um, they said that you'll be able to at least get mediocre players, just average players, like um, will be able to get ten light levels per just off their pinnacles. That's unless obviously you get the weird drop where for three weeks you get a pair of boots and you need a, a bond or something. Well, yeah, that's something that I hope they have sorted out with the Umbral Engram system, where you could sort of <coughs> specify where your drop was going to go. You know, I mean, hopefully they bring in really another system like that after that. When you're trying to hit that cap and, and everything, you, you only need, like you say, your boots. But all you get yeah. is cloaks or helmets or whatever. You can sort of mitigate it with the season pass by just not picking up the armor out of that unless it's a piece of armor that you really need. Yep. That's probably I'll the best it. advice I can give you is just to leave the pass for any weapon or gear drops if you're going for a raid race, until then. The, the last armor set that you get out of your season pass, leave that in there until you hit the cap. Yeah. Yeah. The first that one, should you get be. that straight up whenever you want it. But yeah, leave the last one. That'll, that's always a pinnacle one, that one. Yeah. So if you leave that until you, you know, you're not far off and you're just looking for that one particular item or two items, that's when you, you get those ones. Yeah. Yeah. So that was 
power drops and that. What else is set in the TWAB? Um, planetary tokens will be still be around for this season, um, but like Spider's gonna be, you you're gonna be still be able to spend them, and Spider will buy them off you. He's obviously um, they're gonna remove um, the purchasing of legendary shards because for some reason nobody was using them. Um, but he will <laughs> have other. He's having a like they say he's having a slight tweak. I'm not too sure with the, what type of slight tweak he's having, but. So, your phase glass, alkane dust, and simulation seeds, and seraphite, well, you can't, uh, no one will be using that anymore. Um, well, you ca they, they say you can use them for this season, uh, but like after next season, they gone, bang, disappeared. Once season yeah. of heart comes in, you can't use them, no, one will, no vendor will use them. So what you do with it is you'll take it to Spider, and Spider will give you Glimmer for them. I think it's at the end of season of the hunt that it's only Spider will take them. After this next season coming with the with the Beyond Light season is when they're valid, and then at the end of that, only Spider will accept them, and it'll be at a reduced cost. Like you won't pay as much. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Season thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to rip us off. Okay. Mate, that's the deal. Well, yeah, the other thing, the other thing I found interesting as well is you'll be able to with the battle pass, both levels of the battle pass. That will give you an accumulation of like 10, 10k of bright dust. So your your Eververse, um, your emotes and all that sort of stuff, shaders and the, all that sort of stuff, you'll be able to purchase that and not use the yeah. silver. Yeah. Speed even Guide and Light is going to be innately within a ghost as well, which I thought was pretty cool because obviously they're having ghost point uh, 2.0s. And so you can add extra, you'll be able to modify your ghost as you, as you wish. But your sparrow will instantaneously um, get brought in now, which is which is great, I suppose. Just the yeah, loading time oh. of a PS4, that's what I have to deal with now. It's so annoying. And it's just like holding down square to summon... Like I put on the most recent um, ice broomstick sparrow. You didn't buy that's that, not did an you? Instant you borrowed it from the other um, more, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Icy bitch. No, um, I bought it bright dust, but um, that's not an instant spawn. But every other fucking sparrow I've ever used is an instant spawn. So there'll be times where I press square, and then I'm like, wait, why am I not on my sparrow? What the fuck's going on? Nah, I'm dead. Yeah. And it's just such an annoying thing to like have to keep track of to switching between sparrows. It's like, why can't this just be one? And now it is, which is good. And guiding light. What does guiding light do again? I swear that's just like planetary materials. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just planetary materials. So you'll automatically know where most of the planetary planetary materials are on that uh, on XP, your destination. I don't. That XP boost as well. Guiding lights your XP boost. Yeah, I don't. I'm not too sure. Is um is it the ten percent ten percent XP? Is it or yeah. something like that? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's what guiding light is, isn't it? Why would they bring yeah, 10% XP yeah. in on all ghosts? It just doesn't make it much sense. Well, they just go, all right, you're straight from the bat, you got 10% 10, 10 XP extra. Because it would have just been a modifier that we automatically put on anyway, so it's just saving us having to have that on and giving up a mod that we would want to put on for it. Hmm. That's it. All right. Whatever ghosts mods end up actually doing, like if they're actually that important anyway, but it's like, it's, it's just a mod that we've definitely would have had there so why can't it just be built in 
It'd be good if you could change, change other than just change the shell. Like modify how your ghost looks like the, the eye. Would be cool. Like the, the yeah. eye of your ghost, if you change the color of that instead of just the shader yeah. on it. But the actual physical lit up there. Well, now you're just going to pick whatever shell you want because all the shells will be 2.0. So you can really just do whatever you want with your shell and shading it and everything like that. It'd be cool if you, like you said, you could find like parts like of, of dead ghosts and like assemble your own custom one if there was a mini menu like that but that's probably another whole thing that they'd have to go into and they probably couldn't right now that might even be like a destiny 3 thing if that ever happens is like in-depth customization of ghosts and sparrows and ships and yeah if it ever got to that stage it would be pretty cool but that's obviously now they've obviously yeah. gone to a playstation 5 it gives them a lot more um mm. a bigger more software to play with yeah, it yeah. would give Holiday something to do as well. Like she could sell certain parts for your ship, and it's like this—I don't know—this wing. I don't know. I don't even know what to do if it does anything besides visuals. If it's just a visual customization that you can go to her and change the way it looks, and so it's like I, did, I got the Last Wish raid ship, and it's all taken in black, but I've got this crazy balloon on it for no fucking reason. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I put purple, I put a purple ribbons from. So, yeah, you just like got the one there. Yeah, the, you... um, the, the whisper shit. Yeah. And you've got like, yeah. It'd be cool if you could put your clan banner on there. So when you're running around, you have the clan banner on your on the actual see, that's character. Something I would love to see is that when you go into a raid and you put the raid banner down, it's your it's... clan. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, and that'd be awesome. And... I'll, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. And I will preach by this every day of my freaking life. God damn it, give us a clan vault. Yeah. Vault. A clan vault. Where we can go in there and we can put certain materials in or doubled up weapons that have got the same role or, or whatever. And we can put it in the vault where other clan mates can grab it. But that becomes in-game right. trading, and they want to avoid that because then it takes away from people doing end-game content. Yeah, see, you I, know what I, mean? I think you'd have to have it as a obviously limited. Like you can't do it with exotics or pinnacles. So, but being able to yeah. go in there and drop in a, a gnawing hunger or a spare rations or, or whatever, you know, just a normal weapon with with mm. a roll. But you've got to make it so that 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 weapon can't be modified. So if you were to go in there and say, I, I drop in a, a summoner for you, and you go in, you pick the summoner up, you can't change the role on it. You can't do anything to it. You can only use it as you pick it up. So if you like it and you want to modify it, then you've got to go and get it. If it was time limited, like you put it into the vault and then whoever took it out had it for an hour game time, I could see it being viable. But being able to just give someone a summoner is just, they're not going to want to, play trials they're just going to go my best crucible clan members are just going to run trials for all us every weekend until they get a bunch of summoners that are awesome and they're just going to give them to all of us and then our clan wins but if it's like a time trial thing where it's like i really want to play to try summoner to see if i actually like it i can borrow this one i really like that i'm gonna go play trials yeah i'd see i mean even adding on to that is that you could make it that it's a, a risk and reward that okay, you can use it, you've got it for an hour, you've got a 60-minute timer on it, but once that 60-minute timer's up, 
it's gone. The original player doesn't get it back. It's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you're, you're adding to the whole, mm, mm-hmm. do you actually want to try it? It's not just a, hey, let me try it, and then you can have it back, and then I can go get it again. Mm. It's a, or, or even put a cooldown on it, you know, a 24-hour cooldown on it. So once it's been mm. vaulted once, you can't pull it out, but you can't vault it again for 24 hours or something like that. But yeah. all right, I, I still think having something there where clans can share, I mean, even just the ability to throw in clan banners, you know, rally banners. Yeah. For something, you know, shards and, and materials or whatever. Just simple things like that wouldn't be good. Because, you know, yeah. I think at the moment I'm sitting on like 200 and something uh, raid banners. And, you know, I might not need them this week. So, Sebs might want to run a raid with the guys. And, well, here, I'll drop, I'll drop 50 in there for you. Go hard. I've only got, I'm quite, I'm kind of shard poo. I've only got like 15,000 shards, so I'm saving yeah. them up. Like, that, that's fair, man. You got to, you got to save your shards. You know, you I know, I know. Might be something yeah. that I need to buy them with or something. I'm usually glimmer poo. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my one. I'm usually glimmer poo, so I am, gonna, I got no glimmer all the time, usually. And that's yeah. where I go on. I don't know. See, I, I... There was, before they bumped it to 250, you could go in, once you hit, what was it, 100,000, I think the cap was. So you'd hit the cap of your glimmer, then you'd go buy sparrows. Mm-hmm. And then when you'd sell them, you might, you'd lose, you know, say it cost you 10,000 glimmer, and you sell it, you only get 7,500 back. But it was 7,500 glimmer that you were then able to collect somewhere else. So you could always have 100,000 glimmer plus, you know, all your sparrows, and then you just sell your sparrows to get the extra money. The extra glimmer for whatever reason you want it for, but glimmer's really irrelevant at the moment. It was even a problem in Destiny One. Like you had items that increased glimmer drop rate by killing certain enemies, like Black Wax Idol and shit for killing Hive. And it's like you just cap- it was twenty five thousand for two years as well, like that little. And you used to use glimmer to buy things like heavy ammo synthesizers, which was like raid banners, but specifically for one person yeah. like it was insane how much glimmer you just couldn't pick up because you just were always full and now we're at like two hundred fifty thousand, and we're still always fucking full and we're always buying raid banners and shit it's just nothing to spend it on yeah it's a useless current not useless but it's just as soon as you get past the campaign as a new light player even glimmer is just everywhere all the time and you don't need it for anything and then, you, and then you get, like, your Rainmaker. And it's like, you know... Yeah! Like, how many Rainmakers do I have sitting there in my inventory to be used? Never going to use them. I don't even Never need gonna to. Never going to use them. Oh, look, I, I, I've just spent 150,000 Glimmer. I'm just going to go do one strike and I'll get it back. Yeah. They should really make it, like, an uncapped Glimmer. Well, okay. Just the highest number you can possibly put onto it. And then they should... If anyone ever hits that, they should just get a fucking emblem. It's just... <laughs> Glimmer for like, yeah. I don't know, Rainmaker emblem. symbol is. Yeah, Rainmaker emblem that they can have. Like, that's, they deserve that. And watch how many streamers fucking grind that shit out. Lone Shark that shit out. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. There's like a ship that costs all of that glimmer. That's what they want. Well, if you have it's a just lucky... A big, it's just a big glimmer cube. That's all it is. If you have a, if you have a lucky <laughs> spider's um, inventory... 
all the stuff from like they had like a, a ghost screaming in pain and you can only you can only buy it with certain certain items that you never have you can never have and then there's obviously one for glimmer i'm not too sure what it is but there's one for glimmer i'll have to see if i can get hmm. onto it was that for a quest step like um during uh joker's wild season the the drifter season when gambit prime and reckoning came out I think that's when that popped up because you got to do the the split decision storyline of do you want to go with the Vanguard or do you want to go with the Drifter, which led to nothing in the end. I remember that being well, such a big hype. Well, well that's what they kind of. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna come out in this one because they they they're gonna be aligning the they could be aligning their choice with Stasis, whether you go with the Vanguard mm-hmm. and that kind of like. The van, like the way they've said it now, the vanguards in tatters. Nobody, nobody likes yeah. the vanguard. They kind of like getting. They're either a going to disband, b get a full brand new um, vanguard uh, heads of vanguards and stuff like that. So I think um, we're going to come into some serious uh, decision making over the next uh, couple of seasons. To be honest, it needs to happen. It's it's time for it to happen. Ikora has just done nothing for the last like fifty seasons, I think. Just sat there. I just want to see Ikora turn around and beat the shit out of Zavala. Well, she's beaten the shit out of Shax like ten times in the lore. Like she could do it. Oh yeah, that's. But I just want to because you know she doesn't do anything. She's got no purpose other than story time. But yeah, and just for the sake of the big bust up, Cade's dead. Zavala was a dick about it. Yeah. Akora wanted vengeance. He was like, no, that's not what we do. we got to stay here and protect our coffee. <laughs> so then Akora's like, you know what? You're a bitch. I'm going to fuck you up. I wish she was more in the Forsaken story. I know Petra was sort of the NPC that was linked with Kate and they had a, a relationship or whatever, but I wish there was a mission where we went with Akora to just hunt down one of those barons and she is just pissed off. Yeah. Like if even if it's the last one where we fight a fanatic and there's a moment where you gotta down him and then she just nova bombs him for like the finish or whatever. Like if there was a moment where she was in it all, would have been awesome. Yeah, like that no moment way. at the start of Shadow Keep where we landed and there was like all those blueberry guardians with us unexpectedly and there was all those red jacks all over the place just shooting fucking rocket launchers and shit like it was just filled with things happening how epic was that first moment when you landed on the moon it just felt so fleshed out and And it it felt so hardcore war zone it just felt like you were in the world again finally I really want that with Beyond Light I want story missions or I want a story mission where you run around somewhere where you have to steal something with the drifter. I want to see that dude in action. Like you see a couple of clips of him in action in the Vidoc, and I want to see what he actually does. I don't care what subclass he is. I don't actually think he is a specific subclass. I think he's from a time well before that was really established. How, but how I just bad want to see where, where the, um, the fallen are all around him getting fucked up and he's just like, oh, like leaning away Grenade. like he's going to catch something from him. Like, oh, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's casually yeah. walking through. <laughs> I just want to know what what he's about he is like in action yeah. like he's so sneaky and every single time any clip that you've seen of him he always does something 
for something else like that clip in um when you do the the, the quest line for the nine and like he's on the ship talking to the other hunter and hunter pulls the gun so he pulls out a motor light and then a fucking um take um, shows up to kill him that's what's called though that's um what's his nuff bloody name the dredging guy oh god shin malfu yeah no that wasn't shin malfu that was one of the um dredging but that wasn't shin malfu Oh, I thought it was. Uh, so I was uh, yeah, no, I thought it was. No, 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 no. That was, just, that was one of the lower dudes. Shin Malfur is still... That was well before um, we had met Drifter because that's how he got the... Oh, sorry, not long before, but like it was well before we actually met Drifter. That's, that's how he got his little oh. fucking thing behind, the, behind his ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just after that. It was a weird in-between happening there, but like Shin Malfur still interacted with us while the Drifter was in the tower. Yeah, okay. Well, so, yeah. I don't think Shin Malfur is actually going to come into it at all, though, because at the end of the Thorn storyline, I'm pretty sure he's like, I'm giving up the mantle of the Thorn, the Dredgen are now yours. You know, you need to take, you need to continue what I started. I'm retiring. I'm tired. I'm done. Yeah, look, I think he's going to come back around. Like, um, I think he'll still be there, but like whether he has a main storyline, I'm not too sure. They may, uh, because I don't think he really has room. Bungie was saying that they want to kind of like not bring any new people in because they have such a, a large character uh, roster already. Yeah, but then they bring in a new character for New Light to yeah. guide you around the Cosmodrome. Yeah, but he's just he's just he's just dirt and he's just come in just a nice just friendly been, face. It could have just been the um, 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 dude from Rise of Iron, the EXO that worked under Cade, and he was on. Fell Winter's Peak as a vendor, like he could have just done yeah. the work in the Cosmodrome because it's a hunter. It's just a new hunter, Shaw Han. Two names for Fast and Furious, little joke. But it's just another hunter in the Cosmodrome. Like, if, why couldn't it just be a guy that we already know? I don't know. They I don't know. Kind of things that they say. Kind of contradicts what they they've said. Yeah. But at least it's yeah. not Aldrin Sov. At least it's not Aldrin Sov. Yeah. If you haven't seen the Vidoc, we won't go into any spoilers. Story-wise, we'll keep it clean until the game, the the expansion launches, and everyone gets to experience it. Clean firsthand, if that's what you want. You saying you know I mean? have to be clean? You need to be cleansed. I'm out. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is. A, I will, I will. Um, I'm, I want to touch on something because it could uh, promote a uh, a healthy conversation. At on the Vidoc. Um, at around about the two-minute mark, Savala is then flanked by two Cabal. Yeah, but Osiris is right behind him in the middle there as well. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's going to be something with, obviously, Callus, uh, um, Emperor Callus has obviously gone towards the darkness, and then um, his uh, his daughter, however you say, Kalati or Kalatl or something like that, however you pronounce it, has taken over the rest of the, the cabal. Mm. Do you reckon that's the part of her taking over is obviously trying to do something with the Guardians? Which will kind of like... Uh, they look like Red Legion warriors though. And like the Red Legion I think is going to be in a desperation play. But it's also Osiris. So it could just be a random simulation in the Infinite Forest and they're just frozen there. And Osiris is like, I found this in a certain timeline, and you need to know this information at the Cabal. Oh, you think it's there. a complete red herring? Nice. Yeah, I think it's just a red herring, honestly. 
It could be though. It could be Cabal. Cabal. It's hard with any of well, daughter. It's very hard because, like you say, it could just be a simulation he's running. Yeah. You just don't. Because obviously, um, darkness are taking away the whole left hand side of the of the destination map, so Mars, yeah. Mercury, yeah. Um, Io, and uh, Titan. Obviously, Cabal didn't have anything to do with Titan. But to all the others, that's the kind of foothold. That everywhere you go, there is Cabal everywhere around there. Do you reckon they're playing yeah. that into the game that they are taking their strongholds away and now they're reduced to absolutely nothing and then they have to come and help the Guardian. Uh, they have to ask the Guardians for help and things? Mm. It'd be well, a nice... It'd be a nice... Cabal and the Cosmodrome? In the clip of, of the Cosmodrome, there was Cabal and that wasn't there. Fallen, isn't it? The, call, uh, the Cosmodrome? I'm pretty sure it's a Fallen. I Fallen or anything Cosmodrome, yeah. yeah okay. I'm sure I saw Fallen sure. in it. So I was going to say, that, I mean, that could be the push it, of why we're getting the Cosmodrome, is that we're now going in to defend it against the Cabal because they've been pushed out of where they were. They've obviously got to yeah. find their new stronghold, so to speak, and where's the closest place? It could totally be a, um, it could be totally a desperation play. Mm from the cabal because the darkness is obviously chosen the fallen as well and we know from that little room at the end of the means to an end quest line the vex just weren't in the picture at all the darkness wants nothing to do with the vex mm. and we're obviously getting the darkness power as well it could just be the cabal like we are just losing on every front you know gall had the light for a second and the traveler woke up and killed him you know and the darkness isn't picking us so we need to pick a side and the fallen hate us so we're going with the guardians yeah it could, could be, be that it could be could be and obviously the hive don't play with anyone yeah well no one likes the hive anyway no so who knows who knows yeah, see what, what it means yeah I mean and that's the beauty of it is there's a lot of potential of which way they could go with it you know we just won't know for nine more days nine more days can't yeah. wait though christ so oh, are we uh are you what time are you coming on dill i'm i'm gonna be possibly up at the three o'clock mark to the oh, mate i'll be there i'll be there for reset once reset drops in then the updates finish downloading i'll be uh i'll be all over it yeah i'll try and be on for servers live as well do you think um do you think it's gonna be a live uh well there's meant to live be, cinema I think they did talk about uh, another live event like when the um uh, what was it the fucking shit the Almighty got the destroyed yeah. there was meant to be another one of those yeah. at the end of the season sometime yeah I reckon it'll be it'll be close to the update launch time it'll be like the big live event happens maybe another hour or two after that then they'll push the update and push people offline God, I was down for 14 hours that was painful mm. it was awesome but oh, fuck me so sitting there long. oh yeah yeah three o'clock be you know that's when it's going to happen yeah five o'clock comes mm. around what annoyed me was what annoyed me was that i didn't i, I didn't get up for it i was like nah i'll just watch on youtube later that you mm. could t watch on youtube and then jump down and get the emblem and well, i'm like come on guys like that up it was meant to only be for the people that were there that you were, that were the only yeah. ones that were meant to get the emblem for watching it. That was that was meant to be the reward. But that, that's why I lost my shit over it because, yeah, there was a few of us that stayed up and we all watched it. 
And, you know, we went through the entire process of standing in the same spot of the tower, watching the traveller, watching nothing happen for like an hour and a half. And then all of a sudden all shit hits the fan. And then like, you know, 10 minutes later you're offline. And, you know, like my partner, she got online the next day or the day after even, and she went down and got the envelope. And I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're not exactly, exactly Fortnite level um, live events, were they? No, I mean, uh, they like they maybe that's where they got the idea from. That... Oh, they absolutely. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing though is that the, the the gaming community as a whole is right into that sort of stuff. You know, we all want to be feel like we're connected to each other. You know, like you look at games like um, No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. So when No Man's Sky first came out, that was, you know, when they first released the, the multiplayer, allegedly multiplayer, you were meant to be able to find other players and, you know, cruise around the galaxy with them. But you couldn't. You could go, like, there were, there were screenshots of people at the exact same coordinates where people just weren't there. And it's like, you know, we are here, I'm here, and this guy's here. Here's the screenshot showing that we're at the exact same place at the exact same time, but we can't see each other. And it was like, that, that nearly killed the game, was the fact that there was no interaction. So when you go into things like Fortnite with their live events, it's awesome because everyone around the world that's in the game at the time when that live event happens is watching the same thing. So it's that, it's that feeling of being connected to a community as a whole. And I think that's, you know, you get it right and it's awesome. Like all the people that did get to watch the Almighty slap the earth and, you know, send you flying backwards a few metres everyone that was there was raving about it because it was awesome and everybody felt the exact same thing my other gripe so, for that is sorry so like my other gripe for this almighty fl- thing nothing happened that was the end of it bang dead like we didn't go and have a look we could have possibly gone and had a look at the thing we could have done something with it but it was just nothing it was like oh yeah that's dead you know forgotten now See, Never I, think it's a, I think it's an aldrin situation I think there will be something more to it because they haven't coded the Almighty into the EDZ and then not to do anything with it. Yeah, like yeah. There's a, even if you go onto the map, it's there. It would so have been so I, cool. I think that's a, a, a to be continued thing, same as Aldrin. It would have been so cool if the Almighty was exploded and then that big ship that's in the EDZ. Um, just got fucking wrecked and that's how the Red Legion were just taken out of the EDZ or like mm. yeah yeah like, something you know, like that change you know? a bit of landscape a bit more there so like maybe that that strike obviously that's on there um, couldn't mm. obviously be changed but like if that bit of landscape there was just changed just that little bit it would have just driven more players to go over there and check it out and you could find a new secret there's a dead ghost or so, there's a bit of lore so, here that we so missed imagine imagine this is that we come to the end of next season or even not even the end of next season, the raids, when the new raid drops. Mm. And we, we fight the new boss of that, and then all of a sudden, that Vex is connected to something on the Almighty, which wakes something up on the Almighty. Or the Guardian that was trapped in slow motion in in the Almighty, he's awoken. Yeah. Like, there's things cool. like that that are still plausible, like they're still possible to happen, like, like I said, they haven't gone to all the effort to code this huge ship in with its own animations, with the lightning storm and everything that's inside of it, not to do anything with it. Yeah, but you think they like because they pushed this season out. You think they would have gone? All right, let's not. We 
shove that in there because that was the big that was the big issue with the um, the the lost the, the haunted forest is it's coded from last year's because this year they wouldn't have had their uh, the their um, the infinite forest in there. So they're saying it's just recoded from last year into this year because it would we would have we should have been into season of the hunt by now, like beyond yeah. light and season of the hunt and stuff. So it would have been a different look about it because they they couldn't have had the the infinite forest in there because obviously the infinite forest is on. I want to say I O. No, it's not. It's on. Yeah, um, Mercury. Mercury, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so that's why they—that was a bit of the conversation that people were having. They were like, "Well, this is last year's because obviously nothing really changed. They put a few cosmetic shit. They put the the frozen broom that uh, Agatha Christie spent a lot of money on. <laughs> I didn't make rent that week. He did. He did. He did put. Uh, he did say that he bought it. Bought it with bright dust, but I reckon he paid proper hardcore silver for it. To be honest. No, I bought the um um. I almost bought the. Uh, ornament sent though with silver but the, um, it's just like nah fuck that the one, that the one thing I terrible. do want to sort of give a shout out to and you know a lot of people I, I, I hear and I read and I see videos and stories of people raging about the lack of content this season but I think the reality that people need to remember is that most of these the, the team have been working from home they're not working with the, the server capacity that they do in Bungie HQ. They're not working with the technology or the abilities and the, the, the ability to walk two feet to talk to another dev about something. You know, this season wasn't... Home. Sorry. This so, season wasn't even like made during COVID. This season was made just to push us a little bit closer to Beyond Light. Yeah, but the, know, the Beyond, whole, Light, yeah. Beyond Light got pushed back because they couldn't get yeah. ready in time because they're all working from home and, th- and that's what yeah. I mean like the, the, the team themselves have caught so much flack over something yeah. that's out of their power and yet they've still kept the game running they've still kept things like the season of the lost or the you know, festival of the lost they've still had those things happen yes they've copied and pasted it but what else could they do like that like I said yeah. you know, they can't sit there and they can't develop whole coding platforms to be able to bring it in when they're working from a, a dingy little laptop connecting remotely to the Bungie servers, well, they no, I think, they, you know, they they need a little bit of a, a little bit of pops need to go to them. I think they've done. Oh yeah, without a doubt, yeah. Look, at the end of the day, they they churning out seasons every three months. Every three months, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. They yeah. churn out like season after season after season. Yeah, like some seasons fall flat, like uh, the um, the Osiris one and all that sort of stuff. But you know, you just because obviously the seasons are not not quite large, but they're quite short. You know, you only have to deal with it, like the crap until a new season comes in, and then there's more stuff. That's fantastic. And like you said, they're they're not actually at their main their main place. Like they were going on about how they did all the um the sounds, and they had like a hacksaw against a bit of steel, a breast pump. The breast pump. <laughs> one one person had like a one person had like gastro or something like that, and she had a gurgly stomach, so she recorded that and stuff. Yeah, I'm like come on, man, that's fucking amazing to be able to just turn around and do this, and then put this into the game. You know, it's yeah. amazing where sound actually comes from. Even in like movies and stuff, it's all like 
everything you hear in the background isn't recorded on that set. It's some person at home in their little studio just like clapping feet on the floor to get footsteps because they don't pick that up when they're actually filming. It's everything like that. Even with game design, it's like the footsteps that you hear of a hunter or sorry, like a thrall or something coming at you, it's probably just like someone running their fingers along a damn table. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the funniest ones is in most big movies, big budget movies, the sounds of like glass windows being shattered is someone with a milk crate slapping a pool, like a kid's pool of water. That's where they get the sound for breaking glass. Yeah. It's sounds like the amount of the amount of work that has to go in there, and we're all like, "Yeah, this is fucking like this season shit." (laughs) We just write this season off. Ah, this fucking shit. Let's get on to the next season. Don't have any concept of what actually goes into making this level of a game. Okay, just because three people made Among Us doesn't mean three people can make Destiny Two seasons. Well, I was I was I was reading about Among Us, like not to like try and give Among Don't Us any. You can't read. Give us <laughs> any... Yeah, well, I struggle. So Among Us was made in 2018, and they're in the process of making yeah. Among Us Two, and then streamers got yeah. all of it, and then you multimillionaires, yeah. you know. Yeah. But um, what I like though is that um, they've changed the engine, so they've um, they. They want to try and build, bring more um, weather to certain parts of the, the destination. So obviously Europa is going to have storms and the storms are going to intensify as obviously. And then the sound will intensify and then you're not going to be able to see anything. You can just see dots in the wave and then bang, Vex are there well, or Fallen are there. In the, in the Vidoc, when they were running, um, as the snowstorm hit, the snow that they were running through got deeper. So they were actually leaving like big trails behind them. Oh, not just right. Yeah, man, it's awesome. Um, but the other thing was was that the guardians. I noticed one of the guardians in the fire team was bringing one of their hands up, like shielding their eyes from the wind. So like your your character was actually interacting with that storm. Yeah, do you reckon that could be like it turns into a hip fire only moment? Like if you have like an element where it's like this strike will have high winds, hip fire only outdoors. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that'd be awesome though. Just be hard like everywhere though, just fucking ricocheting shit off everything. Like laser shows. <laughs> it's but just ricocheting off snow pellets. How awesome would that look in the snowstorm, just a bunch of hard lights firing off everything. <laughs> Darude sandstorm in the background. Well they wanna yeah. they wanna um they wanna bring it in they were they were having a conversation, they wanna bring it in for other destinations as well, so it's not just gonna be Europa. Obviously it may not be in Beyond Light and it may not be this these next couple of seasons but may possibly destiny 3 that they want to change yeah, I mean, yeah well i don't i don't i don't think they're doing it destiny 3 but yeah next what next not the moment look this they they're going to be focusing light all the way up to lightfall between from the witch queen into lightfall and then the seasons beyond that but at the moment destiny 3 doesn't exist no but well, destiny come to fruition then look i think i think they should like I reckon they should keep it as destiny as in um just yeah, keep yeah. it as destiny and then move on from there type of thing. But um what'd be cool is if they obviously depending on what happens at at lightfall that the the uh the title kinda says something's gonna happen obviously. And then they can do a big mm-hmm. revamp of everything. 
or they get a chance to revamp everything. So yeah, it is still Destiny, but any we all kind of know it's Destiny three where they didn't make the mistake of Destiny one into Destiny two where you just lose your shit and you have to start again. Uh, we are, I understand yeah, it's that, like that, a, that's their plan is that the goal is to keep Destiny two will just be it, it's going to be Destiny. The it, it's going to be just a continued updated game. The only thing I don't like about that is that we're eventually that means that you know we could potentially end up getting to the power of ten thousand, and all I can see happening is everyone hitting the power level nine thousand and one, and the Vegeta memes will come out. <laughs> it's over nine thousand. What comes uh, out? Yeah, the, the, the Vegeta memes from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, for little fuck. scanner and he scans. <laughs> uh, Fucking millennials. Power levels over nine thousand. But yeah. I mean, like you know they're going to get to the point where. We're already going up to twelve sixty with power now. Yeah, uh, it was only a little while ago where we were capping out at you know, what three hundred, two fifty, or whatever it was. Yeah, do you think they would? Um, that long ago. They they did that with uh, like uh, they went stupid in World of Warcraft and then they turn and go, oh yeah, now we're just going to lower it back down to sixty now. Like, yeah, they just didn't uh, that's what I'd like to see is just keeping a, a nice simple number because otherwise, you know. Realistically, what's what's the soft cap? Where, where do we come in at? Ten fifty. That's where we all start. Yeah. yeah. No, if we we. So there's one thousand and forty nine power levels that are completely irrelevant that nobody will ever see. Yeah, yeah. You can just start them mm-hmm. again, but like everybody will be, if you're below one fifty, everybody will be jumped up to one fifty. Yeah. If you're above. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is if you're ten sixty, you will stay at. Going, you're going to do. One thousand and fifty is where you start the game. So you're already starting the game at over a power of over a thousand. Yeah, yeah. It's, I get it that you know they're adding on to it and it's building and building and building, but yeah, it's going to get to the point where you know I'm power level nine hundred twenty six thousand, but I need to be power level nine hundred twenty nine thousand to do this strike. So yeah, we as useless numbers. Yeah, so talking about level cap. So we as a team, we're obviously going to go for. First twenty-four hour, because I, hopefully we uh, it, like a miracle may we may get like first finish of the new raid deep zone crypt. Obviously, Can we are going for the first twenty-four hour finish. We're for the twenty-four hours. What, <laughs> That's the goal. What, what information can we give to anybody who wants to try and beef their stats up that we can give as seasoned? Because obviously, so my my advice and my thing that I always do when there's power to be grinded out is do your powerfuls first, and then leave your pinnacles each week for the very last thing you do. So you get like mm-hmm. every powerful reward you can get, you get that plus one, plus two, whatever, whatever it's going to be, and then just before reset is when you do your pinnacles. That's a big so change, us, though, because direct pinnacles are still in the game, like three strikes, you get a pinnacle, three crucible matches, you get a pinnacle, but now they've added in um, with each, say, crucible rank up, you got the potential to get another pinnacle, which you couldn't do that before. Well, it was, yeah, always, but, it was obviously a power, it was always a powerful, wasn't it? Yeah, it was only powerful yeah, so or pinnacle. It'll be like everything else, but everything you got to pick up is going to be plus power. You're yeah. always going to get power yeah. positive, so... It's not going to be about running your best gear. It's going to be about running your, your most powerful gear at all times. You just yeah. keep running that. Leave your pinnacles as long as you can. If they do do the rank up thing with Crucible to get a pinnacle, I guess it's got to, you've got to weigh it up. Is 
can you power level through Crucible quick enough? Power per hour! To justify going, focusing all of that time on Crucible and, and skipping out on the rest of it. I don't, uh, like I, I don't I, think I you can. No, I, see, I look at it that I'd rather go from the 3am reset when, when it drops and then go right through until the Tuesday night and leave Tuesday night solely for Pinnacles. So I do my, that's when I do my dungeons, that's when I do my Crucible, um, uh, different versions of Crucible, that's when I do my strikes, that's when I do all of that. That way, mm. the rewards I'm getting out of there are going to benefit me the most. So instead of getting a 1053 drop out of a Pinnacle, I'm getting a 1100 drop. You know what I mean? So I've bumped my power yeah. up with just powerfuls only, and I've saved the pinnacles. That's 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 how I've done it. Um, leave my armor sets in season rank, and my season rewards. I leave them alone, and any engrams that are in there as well. I leave them alone until I'm. I'm so are you um, are you stocking up on bounties? Because obviously you can you can hold what 34, yeah. 35 bounties per character. Yeah, um, I don't stress about that too much. The only benefit that that's really going to give you is your season pass. Then and, it, that's the if you bump up your season pass, a season pass, then you obviously got the ability to get those those pinnacle armor pieces. Yeah, but you're not going to use them until you get to cap anyway. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it is good to if you, if you've got them, do it absolutely. Um, it's it's definitely not a disadvantage to do it. You're definitely getting advantages by doing it. Um, I just personally don't stress too much about it for me because realistically, I'm going to be grinding just as much as everybody else. And yeah, okay, you might have three ranks on me, but at the end of the day, once you hit 100, the ranks don't matter. Well, true, yeah. true. I'm just thinking for that that first, because obviously a cat the there. First boost, yeah. Twelve thirty. Yeah. Is what it's a uh, hundred and hundred twenty levels, hundred thirty levels. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, as soon as you get through the story, you should be at twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah. Or close. And then you got uh, raids uh, on yeah, top yeah, of them yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so I mean, like like I say, keep doing um, stocking up on bounties isn't a bad thing by any means. I just personally don't put my stresses to doing it because the only bounties yeah. that are really going to matter are ones that reward XP. Yeah, because yeah, I just I I just had bounties and I just just left them in there because you just yeah. so once like you said once you hit the hundred and there um and you hit over the cap to do grandmasters and stuff like that then yeah. it doesn't really make any, any doesn't make anything any reason then at all it's it's just a nice little nice little boost to your start if you if you do bounty hoard but yeah it, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a bonus to do it, but it's not necessary. Any tips and tricks, Agnokai? Just time management, man. Like, if you find yourself being a casual player, just focus on what you think you are fastest at, especially with the way that they're changing the way Pinnacles are working now. Get through the story as fast as you can, and then if you like Crucible, just play the fucking shit out of Crucible. Yeah. Just do yeah. Because you're going to get powerful gears... Anyway, you get powerful drops from that, even just from endgame rewards and round rewards. So if you get pinnacles from rank up in Crucible, that's even better. You're going to level up way faster if you enjoy Crucible doing that compared to trying to find a raid team, trying to do strikes that you don't enjoy doing. 
or even running alternate characters. Like if you really, really, really don't like running alternate characters, just focus on doing Crucible. Just focus on what you enjoy doing and manage yourself through that. Don't if don't go to YouTube and go, okay, this guy has broken it down to 10 minutes and strikes and then 15 minutes in Crucible and then go and do Gambit and then this, 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 this. Just manage your time, how you enjoy the game. Otherwise, you're going to burn yourself out and you're not going to enjoy yeah, it. The big thing is, is that the time you spend watching those videos, you know, some of those guys yeah. will post 15-minute videos. There's yeah. enough time to do a strike in that. Yeah. So if, you want, if you're trying to find the quickest way to do it, the quickest way to do it is not by watching YouTube. No. Just, yeah. Just, just, just have fun what you, with it. Yeah, just play where you are most comfortable and you will rank up the fastest doing that. There are obviously definitely going to be prime, uh, peak ways to level up the fastest route to do it. And there's going to be 100 videos to tell you how to do it. And if you really, really want to follow those, do that. But other than that, just play where you want to play. I'm going to be running everything. I'm going to play through the story, do all my strikes. Probably play a fair bit of fucking Gambit, depending on how that's changed. Because Gambit be drops pretty... Is finished story. Yeah. That, that there has to be priority to get done because then you yeah. can do your stasis stuff. Yeah, you can learn how to how it all works. You can learn the, the yeah. maps. You learn the strikes. You learn all yeah. of that by doing the story. So, I would also 100%. say do story first to get stasis because you don't know where aspects and everything else are going to drop from. Yeah, and if you don't have stasis yet, you might not even be able to get stasis uh, uh, aspect yeah, drops yeah. to happen. Yeah, exactly. We don't know how that's fully going to work yet. So get the subclasses unlocked first, and then go and play the big world stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's what not even that the 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 way it's kind of thing is working. I don't even think the the story, the uh, Europa, is the main the the main thing for the whole season. The main antagonist for the whole season. I think there is other. No, yeah. There will be other stuff in different destinations so you're not just stuck in europa like trying to yeah trying to level up in europa there will be other stuff there so we will be able to do other um other things and they might give you better different rewards and stuff like that but like you got 11 days you look at shadow keep you had to go planet to planet to do certain things to unlock certain things to go do more parts of certain things and yeah it wasn't just focused on the moon it was focused on you know, a storyline, a plot line, and you yeah. had to follow that plot line through the different planets. We don't even know what the seasonal event is yet. Mm. So, like, whatever the seasonal event is could be a really, really good way to get gear drops as well. So I'd say maybe even look at that, see yeah. how those drops work. The weapons that you might even get from that might even be way better than what we have now. So look into that as well. Well, you're going to be... Uh, I think we're all in agreement priority yeah 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 you're gonna be green armor you're gonna be wearing green armor because that's as soon as as soon as the first bit of green yeah. armor drops it's gonna outshine stat or not stat wise but like light light level of what you have yeah. now yeah uh, another good thing as well is to go through your vault make room into your vault the old faithful vault cleanup is something that everybody needs to do once I'm... in a while I've deleted every when I came back to Season of Arrivals. I literally cleaned out my entire vault except for exotics because I don't remember what good guns were. I just went, eh, fuck it up. 
I've got it here for a reason. I don't want to use it. Getting I'm a hoarder. I just keep everything. And all this shit. Nah. I've heard I, so many I, people say I, that they're hoarders. And... I got to the point where all three characters were fully loaded, Postmasters yeah. were full, and Vault yeah. was full, and I couldn't do anything. And I was like, well, this is shit. And it wasn't... I didn't have any blue. Everything was purple or exotic. And it just... I was like, you know what? Go to my vault. 500 items cleared out. And then I went to do something with someone in the clan, and I was like, oh, I'll grab this weapon because it's really good for this. Oh, shit, I deleted it. So, but like, go through, yeah. save your pinnacles, save your exotics, yeah. and just get rid of the shit. Pinnacles yeah. and exotics are all going to be in collections, though, and the pinnacles that you have now are going to be sunset capped at this at Season of Arrivals power. So, Wendigo Mountaintop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Recluse, all of that Revoker, all of that is going to be 1060 max, so they're not going to be usable in end game content. You can still use them in Crucible, Quick Play if you want, but. Nothing competitive. Well, they nerf in the crap out of everything, so like they nerf in Mountaintop, yeah. you're not going to be able to, they're not going to have as much splash damage. God. If you're in the air, it's going to reduce their, um, the the um, accuracy of the, the shot and stuff. So it's going to be. Yeah. It's, they got, they are going to be viable in certain, certain aspects, but they're going to. You reduce and reduce and then obviously um uh luna's howl is getting reduced because obviously that's a part of the hand cannon meta and all that sort of stuff so it's it's mm. yeah man yeah so yeah they'll be gone won't they and hopefully they hopefully they do bring new guns that you have to play certain things for like they've got the adept weapons coming out in uh in trials yeah. yeah. So the adept weapons coming out in trials that you can only be able to get at the end of trials, so like seven uh, flawless, and that may uh, push yeah. a lot more people into play trials, or it's just going to be full of sweaty bastards and you're not going to be able to do fucking anything. Because <laughs> they've even it's they, definitely going to refill it with sweaty bastards until they get all the adept weapons, and then it's just going to flood um, Crucible with adept weapons. Yeah. Sweaty bastards. That, like that, the issue with that is if they put something so, um, uh, so spectacular in adept weapons and stuff, uh, crucible and all that sort of stuff, this is where this cheating comes in. This is where like um, recoveries and all that. They're giving more power to the recovery people because, like normal people like Agnikai, can't get to these end uh, end game shit. So. It's coming to us to like carry the fucker over the line so he can get his uh, seven wins and stuff. The only point of the carry was there's a minimum of three players required and I don't have three player stations. <laughs> That's all it was. Well, like they, I, like, they need to start thinking about, yes, obviously trials is for all the sweaty fuckers and I understand that and, I, and I'm not trying to take it away from the sweaty fuckers who love trials. But there's got to be a reason why non-sweaty players play in the first three to four round. If you can't get a dev web, you can only get a dev web at the end. There needs to be a reward there to go flawless that outweighs farming the first win. Because the first win reset yeah. is all the sweats are doing that are farming for gear. And look, yeah. if you've got the skill to do that, credit to you. But the issue is is that the everyday normal Joe Blow who doesn't have that skill set, you know, you get the people that'll just be, oh, just get good scrub. It, it's not the case. Like, a lot of people play the game to have fun. 
and they want to be able to get these certain things. So having a weapon or a reward at the end of a, a full flawless that outweighs what you can get from a, a one-win reset, that will keep the hardcore guys farming the end game of trials rather than farming the one win and facing people that have a you know a, a point oh well a point eight oh kd mm. you know I, i've been into some trials games there and it's been it's been great it's been an awesome win or an awesome loss because it's been a, a really solid game on both sides like both teams are, are evenly matched and then there's other ones where you just get clapped and you don't even have time to press x on your controller and you, you're dead because you're going against these people that have a you know a two point or a three point KD, so by keeping those hardcore guys, the talented guys, <laughs> at the end of the flawless run, is I think more beneficial to the community that are trying to do trials. And, I and the the influx you saw was when they linked a bounty or a piece of equipment to trials. What was it? The, um, the, uh, oh, yeah. for, your, um, for your glow sets. Yeah. And then you yeah, could get in there. You yeah. could get your seven wins and stuff like that. That'd be... Yeah. If there's yeah. enough people playing, you've got less chance of running into those hardcore teams. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, not, but there needs to be a reason why. Yeah. yeah. And those hardcore guys love it when that happens because... They, they're not getting tested. They're just going against an easy win. You know, and I think they need to have some sort of matchmaking available where it's, yeah, okay, if you're that good, you shouldn't have an issue going against other people that are that good. You know, if yeah, you're right a, now, it's card-based matchmaking, which is sort of the problem. It should be... It should be more closer to skill-based matchmaking and a connection-based mix. Yeah. It should be like a... a connection like via server... You know, like not server, but you know how some some platforms will use a server, so an Oceanic server or US Eastern yeah. or, or whatever, something to that sort of standard. So you're getting the same sort of connection, but also having that, like you say, having that skill based in there as well. Because like even a rank system. Doing... Well, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. no rank system. Like a rank system, so you are in the top like couple of percent, and you work your way up the rank system and all that stuff. So you're not just going, right, I'm going in here, I don't play trials, oh shit, there's somebody with 20 flawless in front of me, you're a dead man. Yeah, so every every time you get a flawless win, you go up a rank, and then you're not going to, so you know, if you've got 20 flawless wins, or 20 flawless on your, on your character, you're going against other people that are in that, you know, that, that same sort of region, give or take one or two flawless runs. Because it'll kind of, yeah. it'll kind of drop the chance of cheating. Because if you are getting carried, you are classes. You you've you've taken flawless. You're already in the rank. There's already other people have been taken flawless. Yeah. So it kind of like it kind of like um, weeds out the floor, uh, the recovery people because they are automatically getting moved up the the rank system. So the lower people will only play with the lower. The lower thing, uh, the lower, um, um, fit, uh, the lower capability uh, people, and then they get moved up when they do beat them, you know, and then they move up like that type of thing. So, and I think, I look, I think that's a brilliant idea, really, like having a, a ranking system that goes off your flawless wins or wins in general. Um, it should be flawless wins. It shouldn't. Problem is, if you factor do it in off- so much with other crucible, because 
Only Crucible is a different world entirely. It's a different playstyle. Yeah, like competitive you know? and trials, they don't go off the same rank. Like if trials had a rank, yeah. they don't go off the same rank. But I mean, like yeah. if you went to say it was a ranking system that went off your flawless wins, there's nothing to stop these guys getting your six wins reset. And then you're in yeah. the same problem where it's yeah. down. So yeah, I suppose by having a win ratio, that yeah. would be, you know. Yeah, or, or it should I mean, be your win ratio within trials, though. It shouldn't be your win ratio, yeah. even like competitive. It should be like you got your trials trial. ranking, you got your competitive ranking, and then quick play should just be connection based free for all. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hundred percent with that. Um, I mean, if you go yeah. flawless wins would be probably the easiest one to implement. How many flawless runs you've had? But to do yeah. that to make that work, you're going to have to make the reward for a flawless run. Yeah, but the, the adept weapons are for the flawless. If people are just hammering for floor, if people are hammering for adept weapons, they will quickly outrank the lower people. Mm-hmm. And so they will start they going... out. the god roll, they're going to stop farming for it. They're going to stick to... The yeah, but there's other there. stuff. So there's other perks and stuff that you can have on that roll. So there's other, um, there's other mods and stuff that you will have to farm again. So they're not just... Right, you get a you get an adept yeah. summoner. Say, is you get an adept summoner, but then you can have this perk, you can have this um, this uh, add-on for that, and so they it will keep them. What they say, what they're trying to say is there will be a reason why to get to seven floor, uh, to like the seven wins, which yeah, is the flawless. Yeah, and, and as long as they've like, got that reason why people are wanting to grind it out and you know and take that risk of ranking up, as long yeah. as that's there, that would work. Hundred percent would work. Yeah. I don't think there's any way to make it so that people are have an incentive to play trials for an entire season. No. I think it's only no matter what you implement, it's only going to be a f- maybe a month of everyone playing trials, and it's going to die off more and more and more as the season comes to an end. And that just comes down to people not wanting to play the game anymore, you know, fatigue and whatnot, or just the sweats have the god rolls already, and now they just. Farming one one wins. Yeah, they're just and, and that's in the early that. pools. No, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah. I was going to say, and that's why having that reason that they have to, if you want to get the, the this adept weapons, and if you want to get the the mods to go with it, you can only do that on flawless. And that way, you rank up by how many you know, you've got five flawless clears. Cool, you go against other people with five flawless clears. But the other thing is, is that that's ranking has to be account based not character based because all you have to do yes. is you'd have to just grind out one character get the absolute best loadout that you can out of trials and then you load onto another character and you start against the plebs yeah and then you just stop them and that's what will make people stop playing yeah because that's yeah, what killed that, I think it only lasts for so long yeah and people are like trying to fans are trying to tell Bungie you need to find this system that will keep us all interested for an entire season but I just don't think it, it's a possibility it's not it's with anything it's just going to fatigue over time eventually people are just going to get everything it's like it, it'll be like um, like Iron Banana or Iron Banner probably mm-hmm. that yes it's great because you only get it for one week every every month say or every, whatever it is so you only get it for a certain period of time so then you kind of go, all right, I'm cool with that. I play it for this certain amount of period of time. All right, cool. And then it disappears. And then when the next time comes, it goes, ooh, 
now I know what I want. I need to play this game again. Now it's kind of new again, and then it disappears again. But Trials is out every yeah. weekend. You get yeah, smashed yeah. by the sweaty, uh, the sweaty players every yeah. weekend, and then it's, it's no fun. Then is it? There's no like, oh, I'm never going to get to seven wins. And then that's why a lot of people will go to the recovery, will pay the money for some fucking reason to get dragged through Trials, whether it's played or whether it's uh, um, win. Win, uh, win trading and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just over. I think it's a, there should be a place for PvP gods to just have a spot where it's like, look, this is just our space. We deserve to be able to just smash people down in this area. We you have competitive to go and get whatever pinnacles you want out of that, but this trials is where you really come to prove that you can play PvP in Crucible. I mean, in Destiny. And that this is where you prove yourself. I think it's tournament. okay. To... Sorry? A seasonal tournament. That'd be cool. Where yeah, that'd be pretty like awesome. Having a very, very, very particular but epic um, armor set or, you know, cosmetic or emblems or, or like a whole kit for, you know, the top numbers that get through the tournament. And that is... Like, there's no other rewards in it. There's no rewards like weapons or anything like that. So there's no reason for people to go in there and then rage that they can't get this item because they're just going up against hardcore sweats. Like, just a legitimate tournament where, you know, the winner takes all, second and third get, you know, something. But there's no... If you go into this, you've got the chance of getting this epic AR, which is going to be the meta. Like no, no, no it's rewards, just, just glory. purely it's top three or top five rewards, and that's it. Even if it's just like you just said, just cosmetic. There's no weapons, just cosmetic, yeah. or yeah, like uh, rainmakers, rainmakers for everyone. <laughs> like just, just the really cool, rainmaker emblems. Just like a really sick fucking ornament set, full ornament set for your character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ornament set for all of your weapons, like a. Uh, uh, an ornament set for your we- a, a weapon ornament that can be used on any weapon. Does that make sense? Yeah, because the adept ornament, oh, sorry, the adept shaders are coming out where they only go onto that specific adept shader. Yeah. I mean, adept weapon. Yeah. You can't put it on anything else. But having, yeah, and you can't like having, dismantle having it ornament, and have it. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine like an ornament that you could go and go, make your full armor set marry up to this, this one ornament. And then you can make your weapon suit that ornament. And it doesn't matter what you run, whether it's a sniper rifle, a sword, a hand cannon, a sidearm, whatever. There's an ornament there that makes that suit. So... What would be cool the, the... is in the Call of Duty scene, there was world events. And the team that won champion, that won champs, their team logo got put into the game as a cosmetic to put over your character. So you could dress up as that character. So if your team went into this tournament you get an ornament for your gun that's like the clan's banner wrapped around your gun or whatever. He sounds like that'd be like fucking that. awesome. Like, they should yeah. put that shit in anyway. So cool. but, uh... It'd be so, so cool to feel like represented. So from, so obviously we, we going into Beyond Light. What have you guys enjoyed over the last, from Forsaken, obviously, to Beyond Light? What have you, what are you so happy that you have in your possession or what you've done what is the most standout uh, standout thing that you've uh, that you've been working on over the last 
to a year, a year at least. Jesus, I had a weekend about three weeks ago where I just got every single weapon that I've been working for for ages all in that weekend. Like I got Divinity, Xenophage, Mountaintop, and Wendigo all in the same weekend. And that just felt so good. I was like, oh sweet, that's just, it's just, it's just done. Like finally, no more roadblocks, no more, oh, we'll do this raid, we'll go Divinity. No, oh, second, you guys here. And then we just never fucking complete it. Yeah, and yeah. Then, you know what I mean? Just like, oh, it was like, we was right there. And then we go, oh, fuck. Or just never running pit to get Xenophage on. Or just not playing Crucible to get Mount on something. It was, it was just, it was, it was done. I had him. I've got him. It's over. No A more. big sigh of relief. Do fucking damage. Yeah, no, I think for me, <sighs> it would be, ooh, probably completing all of the raids. Getting that done. Is it, five, it's, you know, since a, sorry, five. It uh, obviously uh, Leviathan. Having, oh, yeah, having, yeah. having, I mean, obviously this this five, we we got through all the five, but I mean, having getting every single raid completed that there is was a big thing for me. Like when I first came in, it took over a year before I got into my first raid, and then you know it was maybe here or there I could sneak into one, but. It was a very, very rare thing to actually get in and do a raid. But to be able to actually get through, get them all done, and now be at the point where I could just about teach all of them, I'm, you know, that's probably my biggest highlight for the, for the season and definitely for... Fucking uh, welcome, Dilly. You're me. fucking welcome. <laughs> yeah, there was a few guys there that really helped me, you know. There was Agnikai was really good. He was a, a, a key part of helping that. Se um, Seiko was great. Dunsey was great. Short fuse. She was all right. Um, that's really about it. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. Like, yeah, like obviously we did, we did prestige Leviathan. We didn't obviously do. We didn't do prestige either worlds and stuff because you don't get much from that anyway. And SOS, fuck prestige SOS. I did it once and that was the end of it. But, uh, <laughs> Never again. Oh, like we had to drag. Prestige SOS, we we were LFG and just people just asking them all, come and teach me, come and teach me how to do this shit. Oh, right. Because it was hard work, it was proper hard work. Yeah. That's why I've only ever done it. I think I think SOS I've, I completed three, four times now, I think it is. Hmm. But uh, yeah, Fuck raids, man. Gosh. Like, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a seal whore, I, am. I, I like any seals. Like, I managed to pick up Chronicler this year and stuff, which is pretty good. He's oh, been sitting yeah. there, like, in the background, just slowly doing it and, like, reading the law and the law that, obviously, you, you, don't, you t don't tend to get unless it's you've so obviously awesome. aimed for this uh, seal. There's so much in the game that it's just so awesome if it was just fleshed out so we experience it in some way. Maybe not we had to live through it or whatever. It's cool to have all this backstory and history in the world. But just some stuff I want to see. I want to see what happened with um, Shin Malfur and Razor Lazir, you know, on the, the, the mountain and the, the first golden gun. I want to just see all that happen. Even if it's just a random flashback. Yeah, look, there's, there's still a possibility of, like, would you reckon they'd make a prequel? Like a, like a Jesse. So instead game, of a trans... I, think, I, don't? I don't think they'd make a prequel game. I think they'd make a series. 
Like yeah, well, that's, that series. was that was a conversation. That was a conversational point that they wanted to make a film. They wanted to make a TV series. Now that'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, like Game of Thrones, that shit. You know, just a big fucking yeah. epic, three thirteen million per episode and all that sort of stuff. Oh, just give. I mean, they're an independent company now, so that I'd say if they were to do it, take it to Netflix. Netflix gives you money to do whatever you want. Right. Get naked. Yeah. Sell my uh, sell my story to Netflix. <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> you honestly probably could. Well, have you seen like there's so so many dodgy films coming to Netflix? I can't. Uh, I'm not going to discuss them, but Christ, there's some shit on Netflix. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, look, <laughs> foreign directors are weird like that. <laughs> so um. anything else to fucking talk about to me <laughs> yeah I'm sort of tapped as well I don't really want to go into the Vidoc too heavily because that's a lot of story elements yeah. discussed there yeah no, like I'm the, um, the key parts for the, I guess episode one I think we've gone through yeah uh, you know the, who we are um, yeah. obviously to break it down in a nutshell or a single nutshell for those who shall go without a name <laughs> I think uh, I think it flowed pretty well. Yeah, um, obviously, the good. microphone issues and stuff like that we're gonna have to sort out. But like I said, my microphone's turning up tomorrow, so that'll be. Hopefully, this recording is is good. You'll still have an accent, so it won't matter what microphone. Yeah. yeah. Well, true. You might as well have a potato for a mic. <laughs> we are like 158. We are 158. We are like an hour and 58, man. We've done really fucking well. Yeah. Let's keep going for the two-hour hit. Let's hit the two yeah, hours. Two hours. More to edit with just a bit more wiggle room to work with. Is there so, anything from, from the next, next expansion, exotic-wise, that we've seen before Vidoc? Those exotics that we have seen for each character. Is there anyone in particular that you guys are just fucking dying to get? Oh, the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy. Sure, sure. They make you give you the overshield. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because what about that helmet? That the res helmet that gives you the buff. The, the smash pot helmet, you mean? The one, oh, I've dropped yes, the pot on the yeah, floor, yeah, I've just yeah, put yeah. it back together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, shit. Mum's going to kill me. I have to glue this shit back together. Nailed it. <laughs> the eye holes are just two missing pieces. <laughs> Fucked. <laughs> but, oh, so, that one that, that you're looking that yeah, one that you're looking at is it supposed to be a chain res, isn't it? That you're supposed to go up there, you'll be able to chain res, and then you get an overshield off, off a res. I think it's just a single res, and the person that gets resed, if they have the helmet on, or if they do the res, actually, they get the overshield buff, and then everyone's near them gets that. <coughs> like, they become the buff that tethers to each other. Yeah, yeah. Do you... Oh, we'll finish discussing that now. I want to ask a question. So, your, the gauntlets your uh, dilly said is where you get your big overshield. Do you think it's going to be a significant overshield or do you think it's just going to be a, like a poxy little fucking overshield that, that's just going to get fucking destroyed? I think it'll be significant enough. I mean, it's I going to be, be overpowered to start with because mm. all those new abilities are always overpowered to start with. They, they crank them up way past 10. Um, mm. But it, it's meant to replace your barricade. So yeah. if it's going to replace a barricade, a towering barricade, it needs to be significant. 
it needs to have I'd... enough to it. But that being said, a barricade can be knocked down quite easily as well. So I would honestly oh. say the health of the overshield would be equivalent to a barricade's health yeah. just on you instead. But That's what I'm thinking. There was an exotic in Destiny 1 that no backup plans for the Titan Void, where when you got a melee kill that was charged, you got an overshield, and that gave you a ton of health. Like, it was a yeah. big overshield buff for a while Well, you've there, got the so. helmet for the Titan as well when you go Striker. When you go Fist the, the um, Skull Fort. No, no, no. Um, is it Mask of the Quiet one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, no. Eternal Warrior, I think it is. And you get an overshield. So when you pop um, your fists of havoc, you get an overshield. So it makes it a little oh, bit really? harder to be yeah. So it's a little bit harder. So you watch mm. some of the um, YouTubers that main Titans. Um, that that's what they always do. Just before they pop super, they always switch to that. Um, right. So I've sort of wanted to see if running that new pair of gauntlets, getting that overshield, swapping to that helmet, and then popping. If, if you could pop um, Fist of Havoc, because I don't know if it's going to be tied in with it would... Stasis oh. or if it's just the exotic perk. Well, it'd be oh, with no, a new PlayStation 5. Perk. You'll be able to do it with obviously the load times and stuff. At the moment, it'll take well, you 40 minutes. But that's that's <laughs> what I mean, is that if there's enough timer on that, on that overshield, will it stack with the Eternal Warrior overshield? Yeah, because that's why they... they it has been a few people having a conversation with a certain with because uh... that would make your titan in fists of havoc an absolute fucking tank yeah two over shields plus super you're pretty well fucked <laughs> mm. well mm. yeah i don't know if it would stack on top of it or not or, or i don't i don't think we've like... ever had something where it would because you get an overshield from the Well of Radiance and the Titan Bubble, but I don't think one overlaps onto the other. Is that no. right? I, I don't no, think. No, no. Yeah, I think it'd be the same situation. I think. If, I think if, if. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you've got a bubble over a well, you're pretty much indestructible. Yeah, you no. get a flat buff, but there's no like the bubble gives you 150 and the well gives you 150. I think no, it's just. I think you get your armor flat. of life from the bubble, and then you get your health boost from the well. Yeah. So as you yeah. take damage, even if you're taking super damage, your the well is keeping you alive, while the um, armor of light is giving the damage you're taking is being reduced by that. Yeah, so. I think it'd be the same if you tried to do that. Yeah. I don't think you would get another overshield layer on top of you. I'm gonna try. Just be like, <laughs> try, and when you get sniped out of here, yep. <laughs> get sniped in the head while you're in your inventory. It, so Maybe anyone that sees a random titan running straight at you, good chance it's me. <laughs> yeah. Well, like there's some some of the artwork for these uh, exotics, man. They're beautiful. Like the um, the hunter, oh, the awesome. the actual the the, the fate, however you want to pronounce it, the shade step. That mm. that helmet is cool yeah. looking. Yeah. They, they've always done really well with their artwork. I'm yeah. always impressed by a lot of it. No, 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 mate. No, no, I'll take that back. They do well on Titans and fucking Hunters, and then I get the fucking Sid the Sloth fucking helmet. Nah, fuck you. <laughs> because as a crossdresser, that's all you deserve. Oh, man. But you get the cool poison gauntlets. Well, that's... 
so th think of this that class now. Cool. Yeah, so think of this class now. So you're um you got your pew pew, your um your little um arc buddy. You've got your gun. No uh, no time to explain. And then you've got a gauntlet, a poison gauntlet. So you're just shooting crap out of everything and then you go and nudge someone and then the the poison gauntlet chain poisons links as it kills. Yeah. So if you're one, if you poison the guy in front of you, it rolls out, and then it kills the the ex, the the last one, and then that links onto another one behind, just say around a wall. It will then carry on down a corridor, say. Yeah, it's 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 a handheld outbreak effective. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's it's um, and that's what it's going to be. That's that's going to be the. There's going to be a build oh, for that. Go into Crucible, man, oh, yeah. and there'll be double shooting orbs. Everyone's going to have their own little fire team, and yeah. it's going to be painful. <laughs> yeah, or even if you get even if you get top tree dawn blade with the um, with the celestial fire, you've got the grips on. That's classed as a melee attack. Are you going to be able to cross map somebody and then kill them with poison at the end? Because the celestial fire will take your I think there's going to be a little um, piece of text in it that says this ability replaces your melee ability yeah. on it. Yeah, this but it, but this is what I'm saying. Celestial fire is classed as a melee ability. The way That's the way you kind of you won't have celestial fire. You'll have that, yeah, like, that poison. Yeah. Instead. Yeah, but so you're taking you away from it. You're taking away. Well, possibly, possibly, but look, that's. That's going to be another one because if it doesn't, if it doesn't take away that melee ability, and you are allowed to celestial fire, that thing's got tracking on. Like, uh, oh yeah, you, you go into control and you celestial fire a flag that's being taken by all six. You just fucking wreck them all. That's that's yeah. giving warlocks a version of June marches. That's what that'll mm, be. Yeah. Is the warlock version of June marches. Like it's just it's just. Uh, Look, obviously, like you said, beyond, uh, like you said earlier on, your Titan, yes, it most probably is going to be over OP'd. Until you get oh, to the, until be. they start juggling with it. What was the Felwinter's helmet that you could do a finisher and then it'd kill everybody in a like a fifteen meter, uh, <laughs> like a fifteen foot radius. Everybody just die, and that was fantastic yeah. until they realised, oh shit, that's a little bit OP'd. And yeah. then they reverted that. It just kind of like makes people slightly woozy. Yeah, well, that's like the um, the, what was it? The site ramparts. When you when that first came out, it was only meant to have very little health, like the barricade that a Titan would put up that you could shoot through. It was only meant to have little health, but there was um, a, when it first came out, that thing was stronger than a normal rally barricade. Probably through that three days. It was, it was tough as fuck. I forgot. Wasn't that on the Void class? You could shoot through that? No, it's a Titan exotic. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, so instead of popping up like that, um, the frosted barricade that you yeah. can't shoot through, it was a, like a glass one. But you could, you could yeah, one way shoot through it. So... Yeah. I could have an entire fly team stand behind it and everyone on my side could shoot through it. Mm. The enemy couldn't shoot us. But now they've fixed it. So, yeah, it, it's like a, what, two or three shot from a sniper rifle and it's gone. Yeah, it's super weak. Maybe like yeah. a so, 
ice fall mantle you're talking about and um, precision precision scars which is the helmet the mask of bacris is obviously the shade step in one yeah yeah and a necrotic grip you want to be fucking giving yourself a wank with that thing <laughs> yourself right up if it's cold enough i'll give anything a go. it falls off no but like i'm like i'm like i can't wait it's we got nine days left nine days of Oh, pumped. so pumped. Do you have, has anybody got anything they need to finish before? Obviously no, nine no, days? Not content-wise or like... Nothing, yeah, I haven't done. Just, gonna be just like, don't run probably, or probably just save up a few more bounties. I don't think I'm going to do the bounty hold. I think it. I'm going to go the non-bounty holding route and see how that still plays out compared to someone who does it. Yeah. Just for something yeah, to talk about. I think it's, it's not key to actually be you know raid ready but i think it, it, it will help but it won't be a key to it. i think it would just be a good talking um, point I mean, for us for like a casual standpoint yeah. which we're trying to go for of like you guys do the well, bounty okay, hoard well, and i'm just and not Sebs is already hoarding and I'll, I'll, I've I've only, i'm not hoarding as such i've got 50 i'm not hoarding yeah, no, well, you, you, you hoard. It's barely even a hard But then I have to play a bloody hunter and a type. <laughs> that sounds like a problem. <laughs> I don't get the complaint. Nah, look, I, I think, uh, I think uh, the devs are in the right direction, man. That just yeah, the information that we've got coming out. And obviously, yeah. they have been... You'd think they kind of roll, like, slow it down. But they're just hammering, hammering the videos, hammering, like, push the Beyond Light. Yeah, no, they've, done, yeah, no, they've done really, really, well. really, really well. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. awesome. Can't can't we don't even know what the actual season of the hunt entails we are we know all this stuff about beyond light the season oh, of the hunt itself we have no fucking idea well there's so information the there's obviously um there's obviously a uh there's obviously the um the layout of where it is and all that sort of stuff and how we, what's going to happen and roughly the time and dates and stuff but there's very little other information out on it yeah it's sort of like when Shadowkeep dropped and then we had the season of Undying at the same time and there was those two stories sort of happening parallel. But yeah. I really hope with this one that they not that they have to intertwine because Beyond Light goes for the whole year but the hunt is only for the f three months or two months, really short season. But I hope there's a bit more connection between the two. Maybe not heaps, but just like a little bit to make it feel like it's a bit more of a connected world rather than feeling really confused of what part of this, which story we're doing right now. Yeah. 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 yeah no, I mean, we'll see what happens. Could only hope. Yeah. Look, they're in the right place, and obviously they've been uh, they've been contacting um, certain lawmasters and stuff like that to help them with their storytelling. Um, yeah. Yeah. So luck. Them as general, they they generally can see the whole picture because obviously they they consume the whole law knowledge, and so they can see where yeah. threads are untied and they need to time in certain areas and link them and just to make things flow and not get that jarring. 
Oh yeah, the almighty crashed. Shit, let's wait two seasons before we even go and have a look at it. You know, all that. Or possibly no seasons. Yeah. They may not even go there. So, like, they hopefully... But how long has it been since Doldrum died? Well, true, but... I don't know what's going on with him. True, true. Like, like I'm saying that, it, there's the continuing... The continuing... Ah, uh, the fucking hell. The continuum of, of stories is, like, we stop you. We haven't, like, we haven't finished any stories as such. Forsaken's still going, the curse is still going. Yeah, you think, the curse is still going. You know, it's, it. we don't end, uh, like, Destiny's, uh, Destiny uh, devs don't actually end the story. I, I would imagine because if they end the story, then that's the end of that section. That's the end of the Dreaming City. Yeah. But then it just gets laid to you, waste. You've then. got to keep it open to a, to a degree. Yeah, I yeah. think they're trying to get to a point now where with the content vault coming into play, they're going to start wrapping up threads and then putting those locations into that vault. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. with the Witch Queen next year's launch that Forsaken story sort of gets tied up because that's a lot of Sabathun being involved there. So when we yeah. finally deal with her, I think that's when Forsaken stuff will be vaulted. And that's like two-year-old content by then. It's not going to be played by anyone. It's available in New Light with Beyond Light. So like, yeah. it's not like people are paying for it anymore. It'll be time for it to go then. And it's a bit annoying that it took that long to get there, but you've got to kind of see it from Bungie's point of view as well of we need to give people enough time to play that. Yeah, it needs legs. They can't be irrelevant. Because imagine if they sold that to us and then the year later that was vaulted. You know? Yeah, like, it would just feel fun. like the biggest gut range. It might not be content that we really play anymore besides the Last Wish raid, but it would still be feeling like you're just losing shit too fast. Do you think they're vaulting too much, though? Do you think they just, you know, they, they wipe no. in off four planets and that's, that's consistent? They have to, though. I know I understand they have to, but do you think they're just going? They're just going to reduce the the strike pool, reduce the uh, the crucible pool, because a lot of those maps, a lot of the each strikes in the crucible are attached to those planets. They remove no, four of them. Yeah. I think it's at a point now where those locations weren't being used besides the contact event now. Yeah. Like, and. I, I think we were all tired of them. Like, Io was only interesting because we got the Whisper mm. on there. Yeah. You know, there's nothing on Mercury that's even remotely interesting. Everyone hates that planet because of that DLC as well. There's nothing on Mars anymore. I hated it because you couldn't get a sparrow and you had to bloody run yeah. around the fucking thing. Yeah, it, and it was just, it was one section and like the infinite forest wasn't as infinite as they were making it out to be. You know, it was just <laughs> not well received. <laughs> It's it just, just the, a long forest. Yeah, they're all, <laughs> all those locations are just a long tunnel. Yeah, they're just yeah. all stuff that needs to go, and like, yeah, it may yeah, feel I mean, like we're not getting a st- ton of stuff back, but it's a lot of stuff leaving immediately, it's... but a lot of stuff being introduced over time. And I think by the time we get to the next big expansion drop, we'll have more than we realize. Yeah, good way of looking at it. No, that's exactly right. Um... You know, they're, they're limited to what they they can have as far as physical data goes for the game by consoles. So yeah. to be able to bring more content to us, they have to get rid of the old stuff. Yeah. They're trying, yeah. They're trying at to least keep, they're doing it within the story. They're trying to keep current one console life. players as well. Yeah. Like I mean, the, the thing that I really appreciate is that they, they know that they've got limits and they know they're at the maximum already. Yeah. So 
to be able to keep the game alive, they've got to get rid of content. So they've actually built content to delete content to introduce new content to keep the content going. Yeah. That confused me. No, yeah, you're so, right. But, but yeah, by deleting planets, they're making room for new planets, for new locations, new strikes, new PvP maps. Well, they say in Europa, like, if you have a look at just a normal map of Europa, it's fucking huge. And then they say yeah. 90% of that is underground anyway. Yeah. yeah, and then you look at places like bloody Titan, and it's just a few walkways and a couple of buildings and a wave and a, and a wank and bloody sea serpent that just does laps and doesn't even eat. <laughs> Something's in that ocean, man. We're going to explore it. Uh, actually, it's going. You think... Yeah. Like, that's what, like, you think they would have... If you've got guardians that can go into space and stuff, jump in the water, it's not going to be... A, not going to be difficult. Just jump in and swim around a bit. There's a little line Can you imagine how much says. a Titan weighs? A Titan probably carrying about 12 ton worth of armor on him. We've got no chance of swimming. <laughs> it's all methane anyway, mate. It'll be fine. Yeah, methane, yeah. There's a little line that Drifter says on the contact event where he's like, a group of guardians I used to know went out onto those waves and they got sunk and it wasn't no wave that sunk them and I was like, oh, that serpent thing out there is way worse than we realise. Yeah, and nothing ever happened. So, do you reckon? <gasps> do you reckon they're just going to vault down and they're just going to disappear, or do you reckon the darkness is just going to come in, just, just annihilate them? Oh, do you mean do like I... is the event those planets? Yeah. Do you reckon they just go? Well, you can't go there, and they just kind of just disappear. Just not you. Oh, they're uh, gone. I think Titan. If they were going to destroy them, Titan would be destroyed. I don't believe they'll be... The others would be, though. I think they're going to be, like you say, they're just going to be no-go zones. No-no spheres, basically. There's going to have to be something, though, because there. there's going to have to be something done to them for us to turn around and go, yeah, okay, all right, fair enough. That's that's the full stop. You can't go there anymore. Yeah. I mean, they, there's, there's a ton of ways they can do it, but at the same time, by being able to keep it as content for future... Um, an example would be we get into you know next season or next next DLC next big um, the September update DLC rather um, there's a quest line or a mission line there with Osiris going through different um, instances and some of them might take you to Titan or Mercury or Mars or whatever for some reason so you're actually revisiting those planets through Osiris. It'd be good sense? if they were damaged. She yeah. go there and yeah, the the the, um, the rigs are like spattered, like twisted over, and you have to climb up or clamber up and all that sort of stuff. They need to do some yeah, more of the jump scare shit, shit as well. Ship. Yeah. No. no more no. of the nightmares. No, more of the nightmares from Shadowkeep. That's what I said the other day. Is that the pyramids showed up on all those other planets, but the nightmares were nowhere to be seen, and I want to know why. Like, that was a whole mechanic that they introduced that was part of the fucking sh pyramid ships do this to mess with people. Why aren't they on the other planets? But, yeah. Because the, the planet, the, the, um, the moon had that big um, battle that, like, absolute ton of them died. And yeah, that was the other planet had, had plenty of stuff happen on there. Yeah, but that was plenty the biggest loss, wasn't it? That was the biggest loss on the moon, and that's why yeah. they 
closed the moon off and you weren't allowed to go back in there. And then people, yeah. obviously, um, Eris Moore and her fire team went in there and got wrecked. I would have liked it if, yeah. like, that's... If when those ships landed on each of those planets, if those vendors started getting messed with the same way that Eris got messed with, and that's slowly how those planets got closed off. Was yeah. it, it became a point of, it's just... Not like, safe. Yeah, it's just unsafe, like... Ashamir went mental and he went into the Pyramidian and he went into the Radiolarium Lake and whatever. You know. He's going to come back, I reckon. He's going to come back or something. Or he's yeah, going to be... Etheric entity. Yeah. You know, well beyond what we understand now. But yeah, Osiris will be like, oh, he's just this thing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> My sundial. Just this thing over he's there. My, yeah, he's the sundial. That's the biggest twist of all. Like bloody Toland. Just this annoying fucking it, it, shiny it's light. Yeah, Toland's like a sparrow. It's just a light. Yeah. It'd be cool if the, yeah, like I said, if the final event was built or built up over time rather than, okay, on this day, we're going to watch the Almighty eventually hit the planet. Yeah. It's just something. Because obviously we, we've, We've taken, we've taken people off these planets. Obviously, that the quest line and all this sort of stuff. And then you're like, well, there's everybody else except for Eris, um, uh, Anna Bray, left. Everybody else have just stayed there. Like now, we're just going to do the last thing. And they've all got like lore parts of them. They're all fantastic. They're all really good stories. And just you'd want to see cinematic cuts of that. I would love to see a cinematic of um, Brother Vance fighting himself. Yeah, or not yeah, even um, uh, the Chicken Titan, um, uh, Sloan. Oh, um, Sloan, yeah, and the, the, the Golden Age tech. Yeah, where she's shoved it into it. She's shoved a, like a spear into the side of herself, and then obviously she can use this Golden Age tech now. Like that yeah. kind of links in for the Fallen, the Fallen realizing parts of the fallen realizing that they are again overrun by the, the darkness and then they went and stole this golden age tech that actually fits sloan got caught yeah. and now she's using that to fight away the darkness that like is absolutely fantastic writing but i need to see it i want to see it in cinematic view i want yeah. to see that and then bang titan's done <sighs> gone brother vance like you said closing off all their um the infinite forest gouging his own eyes out like his doppelganger's eyes out absolutely fat now that'd make a fucking cool cutscene and then obviously um oh whatever his fucking grumpy ass name Ashamir Ashamir bringing diving up into a lake yeah if, if we're gonna talk sorry about no he pulls it onto himself doesn't these he? guys fighting each other completely unrelated but a Saint 14 versus Saint 14 fight that would be cool to watch. I'd like to see, talking about Saint 14, I would like to see the younger days of um, Shax and Zavala under Saint 14's tutelage. Mm. And just like how they, because like, the more we learn about Shax, the more we realize that he was a really big deal well before the Tower and everything. And Zavala came in after Shax had been turned to Lord Shax and everything. Yeah. Well, I would really, really like, like to see, like... Even the, the Fellwinter sort of... law. Even the Fellwinter law that uh, oh. Fellwinter against Shaxx. How many times did 
fell with uh, uh, Shaxx beat the shit out of fell uh, Felwyn to kill him with one yeah. punch, one knee, one like yeah. like backhand. Head comes off, head comes off, head comes off, and that's all it was. All right, yeah. you're never gonna beat me, but I'm just gonna fucking backhand your face off. Like, come on, that yeah. guy is a fucking legend. That guy is a fucking beast, I reckon. Yeah, and to make it so Shax goes under Saint Fourteen and works under him makes you really think of what Saint Fourteen actually is. And then you have that moment from, jeez, I think it was Curse of Osiris where you come across like the tomb of scene 14 and there was all those dead vex around him and then he was just in the center yeah oh, and they built a tomb for him and stuff see. yeah like a shrine to him and like i guess the theory is eventually he has to end up there at some point i guess i don't know it's a weird time travel thing happening there now but yeah time to explain <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's probably a good place to leave it then Yep. We've gone for almost two and a half hours, a lot longer than two hours. So, I I thought that flowed really well, guys. I, I yeah. Like, uh, hopefully these uh, these recordings will fucking come out. But um, oh yeah, they will. I think I think that flowed really well. Like some really good points. Um, hopefully you didn't mind me kind of pointing people and like pointing the direction or how would you do this? Like trying to bring up old content and old. No, talking no, is talking. That's points it. of points. All right. So we should sign off. Yep. All right. So how do we even say goodbye? Until next time, relax yourselves. Relax, guardians. Relax, guardians. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Out. See you guys.